Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. gentlemen welcome to the yman podcast i'm totsky i'm tito i'm nolan i'm ash cake uh i could dub this one fifth times a charm because i think it was like the fifth time that we're reading like this sick of your shit and just like i'm not just gonna i'm not even gonna show up <laughs> 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 well it's funny because like i got a time hop it's like two years ago and it's like third time's a charm <laughs> <laughs> we were at comic-con this time of year weren't we yeah uh, this is our yeah. f- the first Time we went to Comic Con, it was this week, and then it's been earlier for the last two, yeah. and then it's this weekend for uh, for this year that yeah. we're not going to be there. And I'm slowly going to just cry myself to sleep every night because fucking Facebook and the on this day memories. You can, uh, yeah, the entire month too because we took so much pictures. But like, I think uh, I don't know, man. It's you're still going to get all that information. You're just going to miss out on that's like some of the experiences. The same. Well, no, it's, and that's I'm just not getting it. my steps in for the year. <laughs> <laughs> every every time that okay. we've, we've went to Comic-Con, it's never been for like the news sources because anyone that's watching at home will get the news a lot quicker than when you're at the mm-hmm. actual event. But it's just being there. The uh, for, yeah. I think Matt tagged you guys in the Rick and Morty VR thing. Mm-hmm. I don't even watch Rick and Morty. That looks fucking cool to me. It's like I don't know, man. It's like uh, uh, like my my favorite part of doing any trip really is just like the stories of like us hanging out yeah. like at events or doing stuff. Yeah, stuff at the house because everything else happens regardless. Like for example, like I'm eating dip on here too. Fun like uh, what was it? Uh, the <laughs> it uh, uh, Mario Maker last year. Oh Matt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt was like all keen because we got an exclusive first play of it, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, this is cool, but like Matt almost like lost his backpack. It was, it was like he was super lucky that like the Nintendo girl was was like, yeah, nice, and like, like, oh, he might lose this. I'll keep it to to the side, right? And the year yeah. before it was Smash Brothers, and I remember I think it was you. No, it was Mario Kart, and it was you and like a bunch of Asians. Oh, I got my ass kicked <laughs> so bad by a twelve year old. I, it happened. It was like it was like hitting on the wizard when they're playing Mario Brothers three. I swear to God, they set it up like that. It was all these Mario Kart machines, and they're like Super Mario Kart eight because it was just it just yeah, came out, yeah. and they were doing the tournament Man, and stuff. I remember and, yeah. that you were so choked. and Cecily you were like, was like, "You need to win this for me," and I'm yeah. like, "I got bumped in the you're first like, round." I, you're like, "I choked so hard." You I know? did. I choked so hard. Yeah. Were people like betting in the stands? Because you sweet. know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't that would be, be awesome like, for those fucking tournaments. It's always sunny in Philadelphia always where Frank sets up the, the, uh, the Vietnamese betting in the bar. I need to All see these this Vietnamese show. Vietnamese guys are hanging out in the bar betting on like cockfighting and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I picture that with like a bunch Video of games? Asians playing against Tito and all these Vietnamese guys in the stands throwing money and smoking yeah. cigarettes. Like, not the white guy. Yeah, yeah. Not the white guy. Go for the Mexican. We're all wearing bandet, colored bandettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, like seeing those you know, scene out of the deer hunter. Yeah. The worst of the best, man. They're like there's such terrible humans, but they're the best to watch. But I mean like like my most memorable memory of last year was like like seeing Clark Gregg's dick. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. One of my memories was uh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, we uh, we were I was at the he back, he Wait, see, everybody's just gonna move on from this story. I'm like, so how'd you see a dick? He says so this every general, time. General rule of thumb when it when you're in the men's washroom oh, is you turn away yeah. from the guy next to you when yeah. you're done pissing. Yeah. And Tato he didn't. turned he, like turned towards you. Uh, <laughs> we did the half turn? It, we both half turned. We oh. both at the same so time. So you almost touched dicks. Yeah. Sword fighter. <laughs> a sword fighter. And he like and I, I what like. What if you sword fought with Clark Greg? <laughs> well, I saw. Like, I looked at him and, and it was like this really awkward moment because. Like instead of being like, well, that is this is awkward. I was like, oh my god, it's Clark Gregg, and he was like, oh shit, this guy knows who I am. Yeah. So he's like, he rushed to the sink to wash his hands, and I was like, well, I can't not wash my hands. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so you like, so it looked like I was following him. It was, uh, it was fucking terrible. Yeah. Hold on, say the say the line. Oh yeah, after the after the fact, I thought of uh, I thought of a joke where like if I saw his dick, I'd be like level seven, hey, more like level five and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing him looking at you after you looked at his dick, and he's like, <laughs> gives you a wink, and I'm like, you know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's my that's my story. Mine uh, came Steve up. Just on, think I'm dead. It came up on my uh, uh, on, on my time hop or whatever the Facebook version is, and it was uh, when I was riding. I kept renting those bikes, and I couldn't. Oh, yeah, I you couldn't biffed f- it. <laughs> biffed it once. I couldn't find. Like when I went got down to the convention center, like the the rack that you're supposed to return it was full. So I end up just ditching the fucking bike, and you're like you put your credit card in, right, and it'll charge you. So all I pictured was some homeless guy, like, "Oh fuck, free bike going around yeah. town." Uh, luckily, though, I maxed out my credit card on the way back home. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> Foiled um, again. Yeah. <laughs> Screwed them. Actually, um, oh, remember remember when you painted your face at the zoo? That was the first year. Yeah. And I got yeah. that free T-shirt for worst cosplay. <laughs> worst cosplay because there was a contest. Uh, are you are you geeky or whatever? I think it Something was. Like yeah. That. And it was like on Twitter. They were like, "Show us the worst cosplay at Comic Con, and you can win a free shirt." <laughs> I was like, "Hey, Todd," and he's like, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was bald like this, right? And so yeah. the guys, I was like, "Give me the Spider Man." He's like, "Oh, can I like do your whole head?" And he, I'm, he's, I'm like, "Sure, go for it, right?" And I was a panda. Uh, yeah, it was good times. Good times. And none I definitely of, none of that this year. This year instead we all yeah. ran for our fucking lives. <laughs> I definitely well, segue, scared like yeah. <laughs> scared Matt last year. Because I was like, when we were walking up the hill, I was like, Oh my god, like my legs are chafing really bad and Stacy's like, Oh, I've got this like silicone like stuff, you just rub it on your skin and it'll stop chafing, right? So I've like got my hands <laughs> up my skirt, like just rubbing this stuff on the side of my legs. And Matt's like, Hey guys, like turns around and gets this full view, like right up my skirt. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and he's like, ah! <laughs> like, just screaming. Poor guy. Good old fucking Comic Cons. Yeah, so we Comic-Con. will be we will be there next year. Come hell or high water. Yeah, yeah. apparently we <laughs> Fuck, making... we, go, we went through hell, don't, so... Don't say high <laughs> water. Yeah, high water's left. Apparently, we are making a pack to go this year. Oh, I said that wrong, didn't mm-hmm. I? Yeah, packed. Packed. <laughs> pack. Want to come? I have a child. No, it's true. Yeah. So, no. so... <laughs> Sorry. Welcome to the club. Yeah. You know what it's like. I'll have a child. So, fire. 
So. <laughs> Man's greatest enemy. <laughs> now no one can say to you, until you have a child, yeah, no. no one can say that. Yeah, nobody can say that anymore. Yeah. Now you can say Come it. I can, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I can be that guy. That- we all kind of uh, kept tabs on each other, and I know me and Nolan talked after the fact, but... Uh, I know, Nolan, you had quite the horrific story. I don't know if you want to go through it in detail, but... I've told it about 52,000 times. Well, so. it's fucking weird. Ever since, like, the re-entry, yeah. it, it's, that's, to me, like, when you're talking uh, with someone new, that's start. that's the go-to story. It's just, like, so, it's literally, like, no, how it, you doing? How's yeah. it going today? So, what what were you doing that It's weird, because I was, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was going to say that when we said we were going to talk about the fires. I don't think but, I've heard this, Nolan. Like, every time that I go somewhere now, like, for a work meeting, like... I had a meeting at the radio station this week about something that we're planning to do with the radio station. Mm. I had a meeting uh, at the oil barons uh, this week, but uh, like both places, I've been caught for like an hour, hour and a half because Chad. we're catching up and yeah. telling each other our mm-hmm. stories. It's right? everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, that's re- you're doing that all the time now in Fort McMurray. It seems and yeah. it's happens to me like sixteen times. A yeah, day at yeah. The in shop. retail, I'm sure it would. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm talking to uh, Shannon. I was with uh, a friend, Shannon. She's a nurse, and, and yeah. that, she says appointments now that usually last a half hour to an hour. Yeah, like you said. Or, a half hour over or an hour over because yeah. everyone's going so are we t- are we telling people to not tell us their stuff no, <laughs> no, no, no. it's because it's therapeutic too it right? is yeah. it is it totally is so um yeah so ours is uh the day of evac so the two weeks leading up to evacuation my wife janine uh, she, we're pregnant, so or I say we are. She, she's pregnant. She gets mad at me when I do that. Well, trust me, it's very much of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> so she uh, she was having a lot of problems in the in the early early pregnancy. Just she was really really sick, like more than morning sickness. Okay. And so uh, eventually, it got to the point where we had to go to emerge. And they Jeez. said, you have uh, gallstones. They did an ultrasound. Oh man! And so you have gallstones. So they left it go just to try to get through the pregnancy right right? and then it got worse and worse and worse and worse so um in the middle of april april 16th i believe we went to the er um and they admitted her so then we wait a few days they're gonna see how it goes and then uh so they decided okay we're gonna do surgery so they try to go uh instantly becomes in the second trimester yeah instantly high risk and in the second trimester is the best time apparently to do it it's pretty it's more common than you think, uh, gall, gallbladder surgery on mm-hmm. pregnant women. Yeah. So, oh, wow. um, so they're going to do it laparoscopically. So laparoscopic is they do three incisions, one through your belly button, and she had an an, an anatomy anomaly. She had a different valve construction in her gallbladder than Doctor Zook. If you know Doctor Zook, oh, yeah. he's done five thousand gallbladder surgeries. He's, he said he's maybe seen this a handful of times. Wow. Yeah. So he closed her up. And said, I'll t- I'm going to airlift her to U of A tomorrow oh, fuck. with Dr. Shapiro. Dr. Shapiro at the U of A is one of the world-renowned liver transplant surgeons. Like, oh, wow. p- people go from all over Canada to mm-hmm. the U of A hospital to get their liver, mm-hmm. liver transplants. The problem with that is, is that Janine's there for a gallbladder surgery. <laughs> so every time he gets a fresh liver in, they got to go. And he, yeah. can't, he can't do her gallbladder surgery. So she was there for, she like, yeah, she kept getting bumped. Oh, so she couldn't eat. She couldn't, uh, she's just on, like, because every day she's on a wait list, right, yeah. to see if Shapiro can do it. <sighs> so finally he does it, and but he can't, he tried to go laparoscopically as well. He's like, it's just not safe. I'm not confident in it. I'm just going to cut her open. So she was oh, cut from fuck. the top of her abdomen, abdomen over to the side. 
everything went well. Uh, of course, you're worried. Uh, first, they took uh, her uh, the gallstones out that were blocking her bile ducts because so mm-hmm. she was getting jaundice. She was getting a little yellow. So they yeah. did that like right as soon as we got there. So she'd been under now three times in the span oh, of a week. So obviously, there's concern about the baby, right? Yeah. When that happens. So um, we actually had an ultrasound at the U of A hospital, and they don't have they don't deliver babies there. Yeah. It's not a baby delivery hospital. So it was really funny when they had the ultrasound really? uh, to, before Janine got discharged. Like all the nurses that work in diagnostic imaging were there because they never get to see a baby ultrasound. Aww, <laughs> so they're so all cute. like crowding around. <laughs> wow. and, yeah, and baby had a heart rate of like 125, which was low, but it, it was there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So for a baby that was on uh, put under three times, yeah. had baby's all kinds man. of morphine. Baby's yeah. stoned the <laughs> shit. Baby's okay. Baby's yeah. the shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then... So then we get discharged uh, the Friday before the fire. Yeah. So Janine's still pretty out of it the whole weekend. She, the Friday before the fire? Fuck, yes. I thought you guys were back sooner no, than that. No. Oh, my so, God. So uh, the night before, the Monday before, um, we were, Janine wanted to go for a walk. So we lived in Old Abbasan on the Athabasca Avenue. Mm-hmm. And so she couldn't even get to the blo- end of the block before we had to come back. Just she couldn't it. walk yeah. that far. She was just that much pain. It was yeah. too much pain. She yeah. was weak. Aww. So Man. she's obviously off work for like the next six weeks, right? So we uh, then the day of the fire, I went to work um, at about one uh, one thirty. Looked up to Abbasan to see what everybody else saw, and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I, should, I should maybe go home." So went home. By the time I got down to the staff parking lot up to Abbasan, the corner, the RCMP said it's mandatory, get what you can to get out. So I'd phone Janine on the way, and I'm like, you got to get, get, get going, right? Yeah. So she's very slow moving. Yeah. Can't really do yeah, much. Yeah, of course. So we pack as much as we can, get the dog, go in the car. By the time we got in the car, traffic was backed up past our house mm-hmm. on Athabasca. Yeah. So then we're like, well, we're talking to our neighbors, and, and our neighbors actually, we, I... I should say that um, by the time I got to, I, I actually stopped at Ab- Abbas and Esso to try to fill up. I put my card in and they shut off the pumps. No. <laughs> because they had to leave too, right? Yeah. So I'd ha- I, I was on E. Like I had no gas. Holy fuck. So we get into the into the driveway and it, we're all loading up and we know our neighbors both really well. And they, uh, uh, Kevin, our neighbor that we split, uh, we share a wall on the duplex with, yeah. he's like, you got gas? I said, no. Uh, they shut the pumps up, pumps off on me. He's like, all right, let's see what we got. So he has a bunch of quads and side by side. So yeah. they're filling theirs up. They fill us up. Neighbor across the street comes with some jerry cans, fills every. We, wow, we're all filled up. Man, we're ready to go. That's crazy. So you got a full tank? Yeah, we got a full tank. We're filled up. We're ready to go. We can't get out of the driveway. <laughs> so Unreal. finally, we weasel our way out of the driveway, but we're like, we're not going to be able to get out this way, right? We don't think it's that bad. Yeah. Right. At this, at point, this point, you can't see point, much besides the wall. You can't, line. yeah, you can't even see the wall. It's still just smoke, right? Okay. So we don't really know how bad it is. So I'm like, look, I said, we got it. We, everybody's got each other's cell phones. We're going to try to sneak and go down Emergency Hill and see how it is. Yeah. Yeah. So we turn left out of our driveway, go around by where the RV parking is, and yeah. it's starting to creep in along the grass. And okay, we're like, yeah. Oh, you can like, see, you see fire. Yeah, fire's starting to come in along the ground. Holy fuck. And we're like, okay, now, now shit's got real. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So we turn around, and we get to the – and then as I'm going, I'm thinking to myself, if it's already there, and emer- like along the ground – what if I get halfway down Emergency Hill and we're surrounded by flames? Yeah. 
And Janine can't walk. No. She can't do like if, if we'd be screwed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I said, well, we'll turn around on the crescent and just wait it out and see what happens. Right. Yeah. So we turn around, we get on Athabasca Crescent and we're stuck there. Yeah. We can't everywhere. get onto Athabasca Avenue. There's back. Everybody's backed up. Everybody's frustrated. I ended up phoning uh, the radio station in a panic after being there for like a half hour, 35 minutes. And then starting to see it's hitting the treetops oh and ash is starting Lander. to fall in the car. And we got the air conditioner on bust, and it's not doing anything. And I'm like, there's a number of people that are going to die. Die, yeah. yeah. And I might be one of them. <laughs> so yes, we got to get, like... Who would they, you talk to, Brad? Yeah, talk to Brad. I'm like, yeah. you guys, I don't know if you guys have any... Like, we can't get Cold. through to 911. We can't do anything. Yeah. But they need to start directing traffic at the four-way. Now. Like, yeah. we got to get people moving. Wow. And at, we waited there about another 15, 20 minutes and then uh, so the an fire RCP, is coming from the fire is coming from Grayling side. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, and, yeah. and then uh, an RCMP came up to our window and said, "You got to go. You got to get, get out. out. Get out." Yeah. Because we, then we looked behind us, and a buddy of ours' house was on fire behind us. Oh my And houses at the God. end of the crescent were starting on fire, and we Fuck. would have been trapped. And there's no yeah. firefighters. It's just no. Out. They yeah. can't. They they couldn't send firefighters yeah. up. Yeah. No, there was only they, one way in and out. right? Yeah. So they even if they sent them up. They would have. Yeah. They, they, they would have. Well, we would have lost firefighters that day if yeah. they sent them up to have yeah. oh that day. Well, that was. I uh, I saw some people four by fouring it from you know how it's the the lane going up. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 basically they they started going around and four by fouring yeah. it down that steep curve. Could yeah. you have gotten out of the emergency like that back uphill like the, the yes the guy behind us actually went and, and he it. was in an Audi. He had an Audi car. Oh, my God. His Slow. name is Brian. And he's like, he's like, I'm going to give it a shot. He said, I, I got nothing to lose. Yeah. He says, I'm going to give it a shot. Except yeah. my Audi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, he's like, I'm by myself. You, you obviously Yeah, can't. the biggest thing you were yeah. worried about was yeah. running. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm by myself. Which you had to, which you had to do anyway. Single yeah. income, which is why I can afford this Audi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try it anyway. <laughs> so, so anyways, yeah. So we got out and we, we had packed up a few bags. And the only bag that we ended up being able to grab because Janine couldn't take anything. So I had the dog in one hand. And the one bag I grabbed was the bag with our uh, her prescriptions from the hospital from her surgery yeah. and Man. my blood pressure medication, which I probably desperately needed at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I should have applied some. Yeah, yeah. I, might, I might, should have maybe doubled. Just forget up. it. Forget it. I'll just cut a vein open. I'll cut a vein open. Should have doubled up that day, probably. Well, why not? But yeah. So then we get out to. Oh my uh, God! No. We get out to Athabasca Avenue, the yes. main drag, on foot, and, on foot, and Janine's hobbling as best as she can, and our neighbors are there. Kevin yeah. and Janesta. Oh, I'm they reading right this. There. I'm oh, like, no. I was reading this yeah. on Twitter as it was happening, yeah. and I'm like bawling I'm my eyes Janine's out in the truck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so she's there. Janesta's there. She's like, get in, get in, get in. So we hopped in with uh, with her in the back uh, in the back seat, and uh, we ended up getting down the hill. They got both of their vehicles out. They got their truck and their car out. Is that so, when they finally opened up the northbound or like yeah, the like northbound lane yeah. or east or I guess yeah, whatever? Yeah, no, we still were going down the right proper lane. Oh, okay. So we, I, I don't know what happened. To yeah, that I don't know when so they opened I, up on both going down. But. I heard what happened yeah. about that. So a welding track crashed through the gate. This is apparently what happened according to customers in the shop. A welding truck crashed through the emergency gate because no one could get to the yeah. gate to open it. Yeah. So like a welding truck actually yeah. busted it down for yeah. cars to get down the hill. And then um, it got to the point where the houses were starting to catch on fire. So it must have been just yeah. after you guys left that they opened up the other lane because a guy got out of his car and <laughs> said to the police officer like, I'm opening this lane for people to drive down. You're not letting people back up anyway. And he's like, a 
civilians started directing people down the yeah, road and people okay. just started going apparently yeah, so like once ooh. we got safe north of town our neighbor we met up with kevin uh he had the truck and janesta was with us in the car and they threw us the keys to the car said yeah. we'll we'll see you when we see you Wow. Yeah, so we went. That kind of kindness is unreal. Yeah, Yeah, the the biggest thing that I learned in this, like we knew our neighbors, like they came over like uh, with a fresh loaf of bread like the week that we moved in, right? So when neighbors on one side have been living there 20 years, neighbors on the other side have been living there close to 20 years, right? So we, you know, you want to be... I'm amazed on the Abyssin Happenings Facebook page how many people are looking for their neighbors that they had a duplex with. Really? Yeah. Like how many... like. Man, if it was if we didn't know Kevin and Jasta, we would have been screwed that day. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you got to be friendly with your neighbor. You got to know well, your like, neighbors, right? At least we know don't. Them. We only know Matt and Cat in our building. Like yeah, we don't yeah. talk to our other neighbors. But like as soon as because I was subscribed to the RMWB yeah. Twitter because we were driving up the highway the day before, yeah. and um, and I went out into the lobby and I just buzzed. Yeah. Every apartment in the building until oh, everyone wow. started answering. I just kept pushing the buttons over and over Get and over the fuck again. There's a fire. Yeah. Yeah. Until people I don't understand your accent. And I'm like, you have to leave. And like, everyone in our building are pretty foreign, yeah. right? I'm like, you have to go, like, leave. And and the guy's like, what? And I'm like, because he's like sleepy, right? Yeah. There's like one guy Night who comes shift, out yeah. and I'm like, there's a fire and like, you got to get out. And he was like, I'm getting my family, and he like ran back inside, and then like everyone was kind of starting to pack their cars yeah. as we were driving I, away. Uh, but man, speaking of like sleepy at night shift, my boss is convinced that there's bones sitting in Abyssin or Beacon Hill or waterways mm-hmm. that some people just yeah. haven't didn't get out. I would say they would have been fucking figured out. Somebody would have known by now. Now everyone Especially that's missing would have been well, accounted for. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, like family and stuff. Well, yeah. here's the problem yeah, though. Well, here's here's yeah. the challenge. Uh, it, it, you, you raise a really good point because there are, as everyone knows that lives in Fort Murray, there's a lot of people that sublet their yeah. Yeah. their homes. And a lot of people that are sublet, they're, tempor- they're not temporary workers, sorry, they're, they're uh, site Tran- workers, transient, transient, yeah. transient, transient yeah. who who go home after a while. Yeah. And some of these people don't have families, right? Yeah, yeah. but so wouldn't landlords right. know? Hmm? Like, wouldn't the landlords... Like, yeah, you're right. Technically, they should have. Should. 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 How many straight cash rental deals are there in Florida? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or how many landlords are like, ah, fuck, I'm sure they got out. I'm sure they're fine. Did you hear the story about the dude who woke up in Thickwood on the 4th? So apparently, there's a story going around that a guy, like, woke up and was getting ready for work. And like went out to his track, and like he was morning like, "Morning of the fourth. Morning of the fourth. So the like, rapture happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, he Imagine, said, man. And Holy the, shit! Like the person who was telling me the story was like, "Yeah," and he came out, and all he could hear was frogs. And he was like, "What? Because you don't, you don't normally hear." My aunt frogs, got really religious right? about that actually, because. Um, you know, end of the world type yeah, shit, yeah. and yeah. you know, of locusts course. and frogs and all that stuff. She, because the night that we were all driving north, she was like, "Do you hear those frogs?" And I'm like, "Ah, uh, can, <laughs> can can you please not right there now?" Are <laughs> there yeah. are always frogs. There are always frogs up here. But yeah, talking he about got the out right and now. he was and he like was wandering down the sh- like he put his stuff in his truck to go to work or whatever, and he started wandering down the street, and a police vehicle pulled up, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And he's like. I'm trying to go to work. Like, what's going on? And they're like, you've got to leave. Am I Andrew Lincoln? (laughs) (laughs) Did this just happen? I don't know. Like, are people that, I I want to call it oblivious, but I know it's not oblivious in a negative way. Like, are people really that? Well, this guy would have to be in a neighborhood where. He woke up for work. Like, uh, I think it was, oh, maybe it was not the morning, but the night or something. But he got up for work after. I tend to be pretty nonchalant about shit, but holy fuck. Wow. The, 
Well, that's well, crazy, Nolan. I'm, I'm definitely. I know I read some of your wow, stuff yeah. after the fact, yeah, but that man. is absolutely talk absolutely about a scenario crazy. where everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, <laughs> yeah. and you had yeah. absolutely no safety net, and yeah. and you still came through, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just your host didn't, unfortunately. No, definitely. No. Sorry I don't know your that. neighbors, but I love them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Ke- was it Kevin? Kevin and, and Janesta. Kevin and Janesta. Yeah, yeah. Yes. They're we awesome. love you, Kevin and yeah. Janesta. Yeah, they're awesome. And, but uh, I was thinking, I don't think I think me and you talked about this. Maybe I didn't. Hopefully, this isn't sound stupid and probably will now but because of what happened your car actually theoretically made it the car it's standing outside your house right now yeah yeah it's wow. wait your car's working <laughs> yeah. because they moved it's because really... it was on the middle of athabasca crescent everything around it looks like a bomb went off but it but it was, it was weird our friend was working contracted to the city they were turning water on and stuff in the days after yeah. and she was up in abisan and she's like you guys aren't gonna believe this Stamp the picture of our car, and it's fine. And it's funny, insurance was, we were up in an ultrasound in Regina that day. We went home to Saskatchewan, and we were up in an ultrasound in Regina that day. And uh, that morning, our friend sent us the pictures, and that afternoon, insurance phones us like, okay, we're ready to settle on your car. It was a total loss, right? I was like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Imagine if Couldn't have waited a day. Hey, Nikki, couldn't have waited a day. Yeah, but no, and then, oh, oh sorry. All oh, I pictured was the two things, the two uh, and the and devil and angel on the shoulder. Oh, I just know. Tell, just tell just, the truth. Just, just delete, tell the truth. Yeah. Just delete the text message. Just delete yeah. it. I never received it. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, uh, and then and then it was a rigmarole after that. Like, yeah, we, they spent a month, like, trying to find it because it got towed from Abyssin to the impact oh, line. Bad, hey? And nobody knew where it was. We had no idea where, where it was. Was it down by the water treatment plant? No, it was uh, over, I think the impact log is out by the airport. Okay. Yeah, they got another one there, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, All those ones that you see by the water treatment plant is just thick with Timberley, just this area. Man, yeah. I, I've, I've heard from more, like... People in the store, because I literally, all I do all day is listen to people talking about yeah. the experience. And uh, yeah, so, some people were saying their neighbor, their house is fine, yeah, but their car's gone yeah. because they had to flee from it. Yeah. So all of their valuables, like all of their memorable stuff, well, was in in the car, was in their vehicle, and their house yeah. is still standing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's just that's man. brutal. Oh, yeah. Bad time now. <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say, like, out of all the things as a Canadian that you sit there and you read, and, yeah. then you, and it's hard to process, you empathize, but it's hard to process. Not too many people I know, I, I didn't that day, I'll tell my story in a second, physically ran for their lives. Yeah. How many people have you like that you know that physically ran for their fucking lives? Like, like there's a lot of me, people, a lot of people in Abyssin that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Abyssin and Beacon yeah, Hill. And like Beacon I Hill. have customers. From I still Beacon can't Hill. fathom it. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like, like this, once I got back to work, I was back to work about a week or and a half after the fire, and we have a lot of foreign people at work. Yeah, and there was a few of them that were, were cracking the jokes, and it was it was not in a bad yeah. way, right? It was we were all just chatting. And there was a few people, like Syrian refugees, yeah. uh, people that live in these war-torn countries, that was like, this one was easy, yeah. because you're not running from, from, you're not dodging bullets while you're running. Yeah. And it kind of kind of hit me, I'm just yeah. like, it's, we've never experienced this yeah. shit before, because yeah. we live in Canada, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, funny. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, well, my, my friend Ish, uh, from Timberly Furniture, I chatted with him a couple days after we got back, because I had to buy a couch, because the brick fucked me. Put that out. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. The brick. man. I think I'm, we have our, I think the, we have our episode dude, title. The, <laughs> the, brick the stories me. that so. are coming out about the fucking brick. Yeah. Man. Anyway, so 
We went up to Timberly, insurance. We went yeah. up to Timberly Furniture, uh, and Ish uh, was telling us, as you do now, Shut and Fort McMurray, telling us his story about getting out yeah. that day, mm-hmm. right? So um, he, uh, but he's he, Ish is, is is a guy that once had a machine, uh, an AK forty seven put in his mouth yeah. in his home yeah. country, right? Yeah. And but he's like he said I was still scared. He said yeah. he said I knew I, I can I can he said I can judge humans. Yeah. He said I knew that that guy even though he put it in my mouth I knew he wasn't going to pull the trigger. Mm. I, I can tell yeah. humans yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Humans are predictable. Fire, said, is, fire not, is not predictable. Fire is not, yeah. So he said I was still scared. Fuck. Yeah. That's so, like wait. man. That's the thing. Like um, I had a dude from forestry. He actually like shopped with me last year, and he lives in Calgary. Yeah. But um, he came into the shop, and I was like, dude, like you're back and forth. Where? And he's like, well, yeah, I work in forestry, and I didn't know before. Yeah. But he was telling me like um, fires like hands. Mm. Like it's like fingers yeah. when it kind of close it like claws its way along, yeah. and like inchworm. I've heard it referred to as yeah. inchworming, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, he says it's like fingers because it'll touch and destroy wherever the hand lands, right? So like when he he explained this to me, and then that night me and Steve went out to Sapri to help Graham clear his backyard because mm-hmm. like yeah, no. Graham's house, man, it yeah. got so close. Graham. Like Graham, uh, like Steve's buddy oh. from high school or whatever. But yeah, and like. In Sapri, you can literally see where, like, the fire fingers, mm-hmm. like, because there's, like, house, Sapri's, house, no house, yeah, house. Yeah, Sapri's weird because it's, you're right, it's it's, it's intact, intact. Yeah, it's, like, dant, like, complete destruction. Yeah, the, um, I told my parents that I'll say this on air one day because I owe them the apology. Mm. Um, it was literally that morning, that Tuesday morning, that I was at work, uh, and both my brother and my dad were, were constantly talking about a plan, right? Make sure the trucks are fueled. Make sure this and that. My, my mom was kind of freaking out, so they're like, "Well, they're, I'm going to tell them to go grab Kingston from school, uh, and they're going to go to the cabin for a bit." And and I've said this before online. I've said it before everywhere, and I'll always be the first to admit if I'm dead wrong. And I was dead wrong that day, where I said, "Guys, stop freaking out," and I literally said these words: "It's not like they'll ever evacuate a city of ninety thousand." <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking said it. And yeah. I fucking yeah. said those words. And I have got no problem to admit when yeah. I'm an idiot and when I'm dead fucking wrong. Yeah. But I don't care who anyone that says. Maybe there's a yeah. few people, but that morning, I don't think anyone would have thought that what happened that afternoon. No. Well, like Tito got to like see Ash and Steve brave face because we had five hours to figure out what we were going to do when we got home because we were driving home on Monday and like yeah, they were you starting guys were down in, in Calgary. Yeah. We were at the Calgary Expo yeah so we were going to drive home on Friday night but then we started getting tweets and messages that were like don't drive up the highway they might close it there's a fire and we were like uh, it was by okay. Hill then yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. we crashed at Tito's pad and then we like Drove north the next day. That was the best decision we ever made, man. Like, yeah. if we had a driven, like, home that night, we would have made it. The highway didn't close, but we would have been dead tired yeah. for a start. We wouldn't have filled the truck up because we just wouldn't have thought about it. We yeah. would have gone home, left the truck where it was. Like, there's I've a seen weird, the ash. There's a weird combination up. of actions that happen during these events, and... I'm realizing more and more, like, just trying to analyze it. And I'm, I'm a very analytical person. Trying to analyze the series of events and how things happen. Yeah, it could drive you nuts because you're just like, oh, shit, what if this had happened yeah. instead of this yeah. way, right? Well, I hit the, like, I've, I've and, done that, too. Game yeah, of inches. And I think one of, the, one of the things that really stands out for me is the fact that, like, um, I'm realizing more and more that, like, you know, like, it, we're in July now, right? Mm. Like, this isn't going to be something that people are going to get over 
anytime soon. Or ever. And, and, and even like people that were fine at the beginning might not be fine now mm-hmm. and might not be fine later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I'm realizing that more and more in the and like uh yeah, it's it's really like it's PSD. It's or PTSD. Yeah. It is it, it is to an extent. It's just so weird how it manifests itself, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. uh, 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 you know, it's it's just a lot of personal growth where I'm kind of just, just kind of realizing that like Hey, you know you're bulletproof. You're fine during an event or whatever. But like, it's almost like it's like it's almost as if you you took out a loan, where you're just like you're gonna be fine right now. But that debt needs to be paid at some point, and yeah. it's gonna manifest in different ways. And and then, hey, you're bulletproof. You're fine now. Like, oh fuck! Why did that cat just made me ball my eyes out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or yeah. other things, right? Yeah. And it's it's really it can be very very difficult because I, I've noticed that those people that kind of lost their shit, as it were, during mm-hmm. the event, they seem to be a lot better now. And then, and then you kind of get like I've I found myself actually getting angry at times where I'm just like, "What the fuck are they fine?" Right? And then, I, and then it kind of like I reel back <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah, I probably should have dealt with it. those feelings." Yeah. Well, well, no, and that's just it. Like I told yeah. you guys, I don't know if I told Nolan. Like I've never had a panic attack before, but I did in the middle of all this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, I'll have to owe an apology. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever openly. Anything, but a lot of people I know have panic attacks, and I've always thought to myself, I'm like, are they really that bad? They can't be that bad. It can't man, be, they they can't suck, be that bad. Man. Fuck, do they ever? Yeah, like I'm two weeks in, and it doesn't help that I'm in this, ma- like, in the middle of this major project at work that we're tra- it's not going well at all. Yeah, um, but I just kept getting dizzy spells, like, just straight, like, straight up dizzy yeah. spells. And I thought, well, okay, like, I'm eating like shit, I'm not exercising, I hate camp, that kind of stuff, right? Um, and it's one thing that I guess I didn't know what my de-stressors were. And I guess you find those out the hard way mm-hmm. when you don't have access to them anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll never forget, like, I've been having these dizzy spells and just general feeling like shit. And so after about four days of a couple dizzy spells a day, I don't want to call it made the mistake, but I decided to take my pulse on my phone. Yeah. Uh, and normally it's like four or five times that yeah. I got to do it for it to work. And the first one came up and it was like 155. So all of a sudden then I started fucking feeling it. And yeah, I'm like, like, oh, I must, did, I must have did it wrong. I must have <laughs> did it wrong. So it kept hovering around like 150. So then I'll, I'll, now I'm starting to feel it. Now I'm starting to feel sick. And I'm like, something's going on, something's going on. It's, my, it's just like fucking Tony off of Iron Man 3. It's the heart, it's the brain, it's, something's going on. I'm having a stroke, yeah. I'm having a Too bad you don't attack. have the suit, right? That's why I fucking <laughs> wanted the suit. So I, I went to the person that was like the STL that was working that day, and I said, I'm grabbing a truck and I'm going to the clinic. Like an idiot, of course, no one's going to let me go by myself. Here's the keys, go ahead and yeah. don't fucking die on your way over. He's like, uh, no, I'm calling the medics right now. He's like, He's like you look bad. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 I feel fine, I feel fine. Just take me over, just take me over. So he drove me over. And I'm talking out loud, and then I was talking to him, but you know, I'm talking to myself. And I'm like, did it get, a, did it get hot here? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Joe, am I looking okay? He's like, you look okay. He's like, but you sound weird. He's like, so you're you're panicking. So we go into the uh, we go into the med center, and I'll give this nurse, a guy nurse, fucking all the credit in the world. This guy did awesome. He's like, I'm like, can I get checked out? I need to get checked out. And I wasn't too too bad at that point. He's like, okay, let's go into this room. He's like, let me give me your badge. I just got to pull your file. So when he left. That's when it hit me. You're like, I couldn't. Ah. It, it felt like waves. Like I don't know if anyone has panic yeah. attacks before. It was oh, waves yeah. of waves. Where at one point I was begging to, to pass out because it would have been relief at that point. But yeah. I'm just fucking. So I went literally running to him and I said, "I need to get checked out right now." And I can see Joe's face was like, because yeah. he was standing there talking to him. He's like, "KK, I'm coming. I'm coming." <laughs> Dude, I like, might be having. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, "Okay, what's going on?" And I can't sit down and I'm pacing back and forth and I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. I can't. I don't know what's happening. I think I might be having a heart attack stroke and I'm talking like this and I can't sit down and I'll, like I said this nurse was fucking awesome because he literally I, I said I think something's going on I need to get checked out and he literally said listen 
He's like, you're 32 years old. He's like, if I thought you were having a medical issue, he said, you'd be in that room hooked up to a bunch of equipment. He says, I think is this is all mental. Sit down and start telling me what's been going on the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And I started talking. And yeah. I felt fucking better. And, and like, it was at that point <sighs> I realized that I'm not handling this <clears throat> as well as I thought I was. <laughs> yeah. Something's wrong. And that's when I started calling the mental health lines. Yeah. I started talking to you guys. I started to be more open about yeah. it. And that's yeah. when I realized coming home every day after work. Coming in this door, driving up yeah. Thickwood Boulevard was a de-stressor to me. Yeah. And I guess this is where I started getting more and more where I'm like, this is, going home is what helps. And yeah. that's where I still feel bad for a lot of people that don't have that ability, yeah. right? And yeah. it's just like, holy fuck. It, and it's weird that you don't know your distressors. And to me, that was an eye-opening yeah. fucking experience. It's, it's funny, too, because you say that. And, like, the other day I was walking home from work and, like, anyone who knows Fort McMurray and knows me generally, knows where I live. I live a block from where I work, right? But when that day happened, I was sprinting home, the exact same route that I take every single day to get home, and my eyes were on the sky the whole time because it was just like the black pouring out of Avacyn, right? Because like I work in the towers, I live a block from there and everyone. And like the other day, I was just walking home and I was on my phone and then I looked up and it just like hit me like a flash and I just like started bawling my eyes out like walking home from work and I'm like, like what's wrong with me? But yeah. We've been through a lot. We've been uh, yeah. through shit that doesn't happen every day or it doesn't happen very, it seems like it's happening more and more yeah. with the news, but it doesn't happen to too many like, people, Like right? one of the worst things that happened to me during the evacuation was um, it snowed. In Calgary, oh. and I looked out the window and I thought it was ashes falling from the sky, yeah. and I was just mm-hmm. like, I like, I like, hit. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, right, like. Well, the, it was so that Monday. The, those ashes that triggered me to, I'm like, fuck, I better gas up. And I don't know, like, again, I still didn't think they'd ever evacuated a full city, but I'm like, I'm going to yeah. gas up because this might go south. But like, it's crazy that uh, you know uh, you were very back and forth about the fact that uh, Kingston was going to go to Newfoundland, right? That imagine, killed me. Uh, yeah, imagine yeah. if how things. Uh, well, was yeah. Where was Kingston when all this happened? So, it was Tuesday morning. Good segue because I kind of I told the girl that I'd say this on a podcast because she doesn't know this part of it. Um, Tuesday morning, Kingston's in school, right? Yeah. Um, so everyone's my parents are or my dad and my brother. Everyone's panicking, and they're saying my dad's like, "Okay, hey, I want my mom to go grab Kingston and go spend a few days at the cab until this blows over." Yeah. And being fucking me, I'm just like, "Well, Kingston's not doing too well in school. I don't." Like that he's being pulled out. I said, but to, to shut you guys up, go for it. And that was my plan, right? Yeah. Um, and finally, they said they didn't like that answer, but they said, okay, well, we're going anyway, and we'll deal with it after. I'm like, okay, take him. A um, couple hours later, the mandatory evac comes in, and then the school's calling. You need to get your son now. So I called my mom, and, and it was at that point my mom was actually at her friend's just up in Thickwood because she lives in Wood Buffalo, and she said she'll never get this image out of her head where she looked out in the front door, and everything's fine because they faced the wrong way. Yeah. And then a couple hours later, she looked in the back, and she says, I can't remember what happened after that. Yeah, mm. that was the same with me. The mm. window of the store mm. faces the river. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had... Everything's cus- fine. Yeah. I had customers run into the store and be like, have you guys seen outside? And then Mike's phone started ringing, and Mike's part of the essential security yeah. services, and he looked at me, and he's like, I have to leave. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And then I walked outside and I turned and then it's just black. On the one side. And I like looked at Holly and Holly like grabbed my hand. Her home's gone now too. Yeah. Like she lives in Beacon Hill. Mm-hmm. She grabbed my hand and she's like, it's okay. And I'm like, I've got to call my mum. Called mum. 
during the phone call to mum was when the phone call from Satara happened. Oh, wow. And Satara's like, get out of town. Go. And I'm like, ah! the, So 2 yeah. o'clock, yes, it came yeah, in please, over sorry. the... No, it's okay. The uh, the evacuation order came in. That's when I told my boss. My boss was like, I'm like, I told him a couple hours earlier, everyone's kind of freaking out, but I won't go until the official word comes in. I got the email from the city because I was on that media list. Mm. And I said, I'm going now. And I happened to grab someone that lives in Wood Buffalo uh, with me because they were up there on overtime. Yeah. Pam. So we both... I can't remember that ride home, but I think... 75 kilometers took about 20 minutes. I was just floored because I'm trying to get back and get Kingston. Yeah. My mom ended up grabbing Kingston. She's like, we're going downtown. We're all regrouping at a friend's place downtown. And mm-hmm. as soon as we get there, go. I said, perfect. When everyone regroups, go. I'll catch up. Mm-hmm. Just get get yourselves out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I'm coming in, my dad was ahead of me. Uh, so oh, my dad and my brother just got out of here when I pulled in. And everything was kind of fine at that point. Uh, my brother... <clears throat> Didn't go to the meetup spot downtown. He just went straight south. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like that boy. Wait, wait. Oh, big, big, big family emergency. He said, "Fuck it, every man for the uh, Me and him have talked about that. What's done is done. But uh, he has his choice. I have not. the uh, all good. Um, so by the time, so he called. Uh, he left here, and there was about 45 minutes that Pam's husband Rex couldn't get out of Wood Buffalo. And mm. I couldn't just leave here. So Ben was like, you coming with me? You coming with me? Or are you coming right now? I said, no, I can't just leave Pam on the side of the road here in, 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 in Arendale Road. Mm. I got to wait. Like, I'm just going to leave her here. So it was about 45 minutes after Ben left that it took Rex to come from Wood Buffalo to here. Um, and I'm, right, because Stacey plenty, was on I the phone plenty, to me like, Todd won't leave. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, had, well, I couldn't just leave her here. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get it I now, had about 45 minutes to pack whatever I wanted. Yeah. Didn't do a damn thing. Yeah. Just sitting there arguing with people on the street because one guy was like, the hospital blowed up, uh, fucking this blew up, and this is down, and blah, blah. I'm like, shut up. None of that fucking happened. All that's just shock, right? I was just pacing up and down. Mm. Finally, Rex came, picked him up. They're like, I forgot my medication. I'm heading back into Wood Buffalo. I'm like, okay, good luck. So at that point, it was already stopped. Traffic was just absolutely yeah. backed up. So I start driving around, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait this out. I lasted, in my head, it feels like four hours. Reality, five minutes. I'm like, I can't fucking go, and I can't just sit here. I'm way too fuck. All I kept hearing was emergency tone on the radios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Evacuate this, this, this. And then it was the same song again. It was like fucking... You'll never stop the fire. The fire. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. So I start driving around, like, Duncan, uh, like, not on Thicker Boulevard. I kept pacing back in here, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. So finally, I just said to myself, I'm like... I, <laughs> just I running to, down I your gas I have to wait tank. this out. So I pulled up here, and that's where I kind of made the conscious decision, where I'm like... I gotta. Uh, I'm gonna wait here. Like it wasn't like I'm accepting death, but it was just like I gotta wait here. So I came in. I turned on the AC. Took a shit. I remember that. And then I'm just like, <laughs> good idea. I got a fucking. I was like, no, actually, pause on that for yeah. a second. Did everyone go to the washroom? I did. I yeah. peed on the, on the side I, of sixty three. I'm sure there's I people that saw my dick on sixty three. <laughs> I was filling up my bathtub because Andrew Young, who is a genius, was like, fill up your bathtub. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like filling up my bathtub, and I'm like pacing, Why and I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna huh? go to drinking it. water, in case, drinking oh, water in case we got trapped. Yeah. One interesting thing though was just how like your body. Kind of like works with you after a certain point, where like I like I went to the washroom and then like I didn't even go to the washroom again until like the next day. I, like I when I was in Edmonton, I was like uh, uh, when when uh, the flight stopped in Edmonton, I was like, oh, I guess I should use the washroom. I'm like I haven't gone to the washroom yeah, in like a day. I peed at camp <laughs> oh, yeah. because I was like I got to pee because I'm going on a plane soon. That's like all that happened. The, pretty uh, much. You guys all flew out. 
Yeah, we drove yeah. to CNRL. Yeah. Yeah. I'll and tell yeah, CNRL yeah, I'll, um, I'll explain that in a minute. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I, I told my boss about you guys, and he was very thankful. The um, So I'm back here. My story here. was epic. I took, uh, <laughs> I took the AC. I had a shit, and then I'm sitting there pacing. I'm like, I, I'm going to have to fucking, uh, I'm going to have to defend the house, I guess. I got garden hoses. You're like the guy in Gregoire. So then, ben, <laughs> then I got a call from Ben, um, and my parents uh, my parents said, we can't go south, we're going north, and then Ben called. He's like, I just got through south. And I can hear it in his voice. You know how you know your brother? Yeah. Or you know your family? But yeah, yeah. This was someone else on the phone? Yeah. This was someone else on the phone. Yeah. And he was saying, I got the same this phone was call from the most unreal pl- thing I went through. He said, I hit the ditch. He said, the flames were right here. He said, there was a fucking bus. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure he was going to say that he ran someone off the road. I thought that he probably did. He just didn't say anything yet. But he's like, this was the most unreal thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Found out after he was very upset that he thought he ditched all of us, which he did. Yeah. But either way, yeah. Um, <laughs> the it, it, it's just a traumatic time, right? Yeah. Um, so you just got, make decisions I got without realizing call, you made them. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I gotta do something. I can't just stay here like a jackass. So <laughs> got back in the truck. Meanwhile, nothing packed, nothing, no clothes, no nothing. Got in the truck. I drove just to the end of the street. And I'm like, fuck! I left the air conditioner on. I don't want to. I don't want to start a fire. Came back, turned off. <laughs> came in the house, turned off the AC. Went That's back. such a Simpsons thing, man. <laughs> went back. Turns out it's safe. Like it's probably safe. It's safe smoke because, damage yeah, for sure. Nothing yeah. came in the house. All the windows were locked up. Went back out, and then again, I'm pulling out here, and it felt like four hours, probably five minutes. I'm like, I can't do this, right? Yeah. Start driving around again, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I was like, I guess I got to go back to the house, and I'm more in like, fuck, in horrific mode. And that final time, I was driving right by this arena, uh, Casman Center, and there's a girl crying on the side of the road. And I'm like, fuck, I pulled up to her, and she's like, where are you going? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> and she's like, I'm trying to get to Parsons Creek. Her name's Jessie. Uh, I told, told Jessie, I, I mentioned this on the podcast. Um, she worked, she only been here a week at that point. She worked at Aurora. So she got a ride in from a fr- uh, co-worker, I don't want to call it a friend, you'll hear why in a second, that lives right on er, Imonson or right down there somewhere, and said, I'm in my vehicle, you're on your own, good luck, and left. So she is trying to get to Parsons Creek. Lift her no, on the side of the road. Yeah, and she you know it's interesting. No we haven't heard, we go. haven't heard a lot. And this is one of the few times I've actually heard about a bad thing. Shitty things that people mm-hmm. do during this sort of event. Mm-hmm. I've heard of them peripherally, like looting and all that sort of uh, stuff. Yeah. But this is the first like yeah. account that I've heard mm-hmm. of someone and doing a so shitty. So she thing. didn't know quite know where Parsons Creek was, but that's where her brother was, and that's where she was trying to go. And I said, "We'll hop in." Uh, don't know why. I, I said, we'll try it. And then that's when the point I'm like, well, she's in Parsons Creek. I'm going to get to Tito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but by then, I, I already had coordinated with my brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So and we were we like, start, where the hell are all of you? And you were like, I'm in Thickwood. We start we start waiting. Uh, <laughs> so this time, I'm going this I'm going towards Dickensfield, and we start waiting. Um, getting It's kind of like the nervous chatter. Uh, yeah. Hi, where are you from? What, what are you doing? That oh, kind of man. stuff. So you, you're single? And it was, <laughs> but it was, a, it was one question that she said. Uh, she's like, where did you grow up? I said, here, and I said, coincidentally enough, actually, and I literally, I remember pointing, I was like, just actually down the way, by, uh, right at the bottom of Thickwood, and then it hit me, there's a fucking access point right at the bottom of Thickwood that I always used to go down in high school with my fucking car yeah. to get onto the Thickwood Boulevard, mm-hmm. so it's at that point, weird like, how that conversation like, happened, holy eh? fuck, I'm like, I'm going down that road, so we, we turned right by Black Horse, and at that point, it's just okay, stopped. Yeah. It's just dog of people, but I think a fire truck just went through because everyone was pulled over to the side. Mm. I said, you know what? And you were like, okay, bye. <laughs> I'll admit this. I'm not really proud of it, but I'll admit it that to me, 
you have to be a bit of an asshole at some point, and I was at that point. Yeah. Where I just went straight down the middle of that road to a point where one person blocked me and says, where the fuck do you think you're going? You're waiting like the rest of us. And I said... <laughs> get fucked, I, man. I said, I'm trying to get to my family that lives right down by Rowan Street, so I'm taking these back roads. And he let me through. Bold-faced lie. Oh. Honestly, Todd, it's so funny that like you've you've done asshole things in the past and never once apologized. Apologize for it. Yeah. And this this, this time this, is completely it's justified. It's completely justified. You're like, I'm like, really sorry. I'm really I had sorry. to do an asshole. For a minute, like, for a minute uh, dude, time. We were in a state of emergency. Like the biggest asshole thing Todd ever did in that I witnessed was you told a woman that you would help her bring stray dogs into Canada to get on a wish jet flight, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I definitely did. We were going did. to LA. <laughs> anyway, keep okay. going. So, yeah, so I get down okay. there and I get up and I pull up to this and I'm like, okay, when I, li- when I grew up here, which is about 10 years ago or more to 15 years ago, I said this was an open path. I noticed there that the gates, they have been gates put on it before. So I was like, I hope to God they're unlocked. Yeah. I get to the top, it's open. We start going down, getting a little bit calmer now. And I said, Jesse, I was like, you don't mind uh, lying and cheating her way through, do you? She's like, not at all. I said, okay, there's one problem though. I said, if this gate's closed at the bottom of the hill, I'm not going back up. She's yeah. like, what are you going to do? And that's when I started speeding up. I said, I'm going to fucking ram it. Thank God we made that turn. The gate was open. I was like, thank fuck. Oh, my God. So then I forgot that they did all the reconstruction, and you can only go south. And at that point, I knew my parents went north. So I'm going north. Don't care how. I'm getting to Kingston tonight. Don't care how I'm going to do it. So we end up going on, like, the Franklin Bridge, like yeah. the old McEwen. Mm-hmm. And, and you that's, looped. That's when I seen the fucking wall. Like, just the wall. Yeah. I got pictures of That's when Jesse actually took the pictures. Mm-hmm. And then we just looped back under the Mac Island yeah. part, and then we started going uh, started going north. It's um, Yeah, and then we got to... so. One more thing, yeah, like yeah. as we're going, so we, we kind of got hung up on like the confed and mm-hmm. then the Parsons. But right before Parsons, the cops either were going to or just about, or they didn't yet, but they opened up the north, like the southbound lane. So, like, there must have been only two vehicles going, and I seen I cut across, and we started going. And everyone, it was just starting, so it was like me and two other vehicles were the front ones. Mm-hmm. For some reason, we're going 160. No idea why, but we're just fucking flooring it. And all I pictured was this truck. There was one truck coming south. I guess he just squeaked through. The cops had it blocked yeah. off. And all I seen was he was coming south. And, and all I pictured is he must it must have looked like right out of fucking Fury Road. Yeah. Or all his people just with the fucking base just coming straight fucking for him because he just hit the ditch. Yeah. And we were all just going through. Um, and then when we merged into the road, she asked to be let off because her brother was right behind us. Yeah, nice. Man. Um, yeah. Uh, so Jesse, Thanks for not raping me. Well, <laughs> well, Jesse, she put a Facebook post. She's like, this person literally saved my life. Uh, Jesse, oh, one, you had a Raphael moment. One, I said, one, thi- one, thing, I do tell, one thing I do want to tell you, Jesse, that you probably don't know. Uh, you actually saved mine because I probably would have still been sitting here at yeah. the time. So. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Man. Yeah. Oh, Jesse. It's funny that you we say like you, those little things that uh, – jog your memory like the next day so we were we stayed over well i shouldn't say overnight we stayed for like four or five hours mm. uh at creeburn lodge which is across yeah, from barge was hell, hey? that's not the burn across one, from right? barge landing no, no. oh no so you, we were oh, gonna north we went yeah. we as soon as we saw the lineup to get into albion we're like no just keep going north yep. there's more camps north they're probably not full yet we'll yep. get north so we stayed at Creeburn Lodge, which hadn't been open in about eight months. So we started; everybody just started showing up there, and the people there were like, "I guess we got to open." Yeah. <laughs> so they started making cleaning rooms and getting stuff ready. Wow. We said, "Go over to Barge, get yourself some supper, come back, everything will be Sleep ready." Here. Yeah. yeah. So, 
we we were with uh, it was us two and the dog and then our friends of ours and their family. They had two youngsters. They got a four year old and a one year old mm. and their dog and their mother in law or their mother, one of uh, Brad's yeah. mother. So we're in rooms right beside each other and they knocked on our door at like four fifty the next morning. It's like highways open. We're going. I was like, yeah. We don't okay. want to be trapped yeah. with all medical. All right? I kept, yeah, Janine. all I kept 100%. hearing was how Wednesday was going to be worse, and that's yeah. where I wanted to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we didn't want to like with Janine's condition, we didn't want to be trapped. Yeah, so nah, man. we went through, and we went through the next morning, and we, everything was good until you got to to Wandering River. Right? Yeah, and it was backed fuck up forever. That. And I'm, I got about a quarter of a tank left. Yeah, so I'm waiting there, waiting there, waiting there for like two hours. I only got now I got an eighth of a tank left, and I'm like, oh shit. I'm going to run out of gas right here. And so this is where we were on southbound, but northbound people are starting to go down northbound. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, people are doing that. And then they're starting to get backed up, right? Fuck. And so there was a guy that was coming northbound that had a truck full of jerry cans. And I saw him starting to fill people up. And I'm like, I know this is a Chrysler 300, and I probably shouldn't cross this ditch with my neighbor's car. <laughs> but I'm going but to. But I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the way I picture it is, like, you're questioning what's happening, and then the camera pans out, you're already doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I probably shouldn't. <laughs> I probably shouldn't yeah. do that. You're, you're such a filmmaker. <laughs> so yeah, I pulled up, and he filled me up, and he was like, dude was unemployed. Like him and his buddies pulled together a thousand bucks and drove up from Edmonton filling people up. Yes, yeah. yeah. I heard so of many people. people did that, and yeah. I just want to take a quick second to say, like, I was having trouble finding the goodness world a couple days ago, yeah. and a lot of people, like, the more I think about what yeah. happened during that fire, yeah. there was that guy. There was people that loaded up supplies and just started hitting north on fucking yeah. sixty three. They didn't like, even know where they were going. They just fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, so now that I'm on the other side of the highway. I'm going northbound, and I'm past the Plamont and Turnoff, right? And I'm like... You're going southbound. I'm, I'm going northbound. south. Oh, no, yeah. I'm going southbound on northbound. Oh, okay. But I'm like, all these people are waiting. Yeah. I got a half a tank of gas now, because this guy put me up to a half a tank. I'm like, I'm just going to go back north. <laughs> so I, I was the only guy going northbound, and then I turned off the dirt road to go to Plamond. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, And I'm yeah. like, I don't know why everybody's waiting. Like Plamondon's no really close. To, once you no get, one knew where to go. Yeah, yeah. But once you get to that dirt, once you're on that dirt road, Plamondon's really close, yeah. and there's well, gas there. People only there. know yeah. people only there. know yeah. 63, right? Yeah. Like they just. So don't... I got to Plamondon, and <laughs> I was like, I'm not. I said, I'm, I don't need to fill up here because I could get to Lacklebish now. I'm going to go Lacklebish and then keep down, going south, down get to the Yellowhead, yep. and then I'm good. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, Plamondon. There's these signs that are like, oh, free food and free hugs and yeah, all this yeah, stuff, yeah. and Aww. nobody had really even got there yet, right? Because they no were ready. Was, yeah. Well, and that's like. That, it was such a creepy moment when I'm going north, and I imagine yeah. the south was the same bet. Because like, there was one point I was stopped and just kind of idly chit-chatting with people beside me, and I'm like, where are you going? He's like, no yeah. idea. He's like, I'm just following the road north. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. I imagine that was the same thing with going south, is people were just following each other. Yeah. And it was just like, I'm just going to drive until something until I see salvation. Yeah, so our friends went down 881 that day, and they ended up getting uh, f- further than we did, way quicker than we did. We were like... Well, we'll keep going on 63 and see what happens. And we didn't had no idea how how bad it was once yeah. we further south we got. But yeah, it was uh, it's pretty awesome. All right, the Tito and help Ash. everybody gave. Yeah. No, and that's on, it's incredible to yeah. me. Like it's uh, the reason why I was kind of down and looking at all the shitty news lately. Like I'd like to think that I don't have to keep referencing what happened on May 3rd and May 4th. Two years from now, but fuck, that was incredible. Like yeah. it, it was absolutely unbelievable. So maybe that is enough to get it, get you through the rest of your mm-hmm. life about what kindness can bring, right? 
Well, as you guys know, Tito's and I's story started together. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not really in, in like the mood a, to share, but like but, Ash, yeah. by all means go ahead. I, can, I mean this I can is very, go, This is very therapeutic for me, but yeah. No. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. So anyway, me, Tito and Steve are at Calgary Expo, which is where it begins for us essentially. Get to Edmonton, have dinner with Cecily. Oh no, there's a fire. We're not gonna drive up the highway. Drive up the next day, thankfully well rested, because we got to stay in Edmonton. Fill up the truck at Wandering River. Because that was the Monday, right? Yeah, that was Monday. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Fill up the truck at Wandering River because I'm like, we should fill up the truck in case we like get turned back around or something. Like I don't know. And we're like, we had like this whole plan. So it was like, uh, we were thinking about driving up to staying in Athabasca, Athabasca, and sleeping in Athabasca, and then waiting it out till but the then morning. Then we decided to stay in Edmonton, and then we were like, stay. let's just stay in Edmonton for free. Yeah, might but, as well. And then uh, yeah, then then we <laughs> went in and. Uh, we got I, into town and I saw that dude drop a cigarette butt. Oh yeah! And I almost climbed I saw out that of that the, morning. Yeah. I almost climbed out of the car and strangled the guy. Man, I bet he feels like a piece of shit now, hey. <laughs> that's that story is way longer than it actually is, but I'm not going to get into it because yeah. like just makes me so furious. I called like, someone's company that morning, the Monday morning. I, I called mm. the company that was on the guy's truck and ended up being confronted by like a member of the company and being like don't spread that stuff about us on social media and then guess what we were evacuated the same day anyway wow that's a yeah i'm not gonna name names or anything but that was very frustrating for me but yeah i'll let it go now (laughs) (laughs) now that i've seen it on the podcast anyway so we dropped tito off at his place go home just have a normal monday yeah, I was, I was going to go to work, but then uh, my boss told me to just give him updates on the fire because by then it had already kind of gone. Oh, you weren't on work? You weren't on site? No, no, no. Oh, I, wow. uh, I, I, was just go- I was going to drive in like later on, just like yeah. in the afternoon, mm-hmm. but then I was just told to give updates, and I, be- I remember the last update was right before uh, my brother and I left. I was just like, I sent a picture, and I'm like, evacuating, sorry. <laughs> no more updates coming wow. after this. Yeah. yeah. There's your final update, yeah. Yeah, so went to work the next day like normal. Steve went to work. Um and, uh, like, Mike was at the shop, too. Then we had – I had Melanie Galea, I think her name is. She's a realtor in town. Yeah, she yeah. came in to do a video of the shop for, like, her Discover Fort McMurray yeah. thing that she's doing. Oh, cool. But it was too dark in the shop, and she forgot her light. So she was like, we'll do it another time. And she leaves. And I have these customers come in, and they're like, it's crazy outside. Run outside. And I'm like, See oh, the God, the whole sky's black. Call me. Like, Mike had to leave for work, like, boosted out of there so fast mm-hmm. um, because they were starting to evacuate people to Mac Island yeah. at this point. Um, so then I'm standing outside looking at the sky, and I get hit on the head with a stick. Wow. And it falls on the ground, and I look on the ground, and it's like this stick, like, double the length of my index finger. Oh, I'm going to say there's, like, a note. It's no, like, no. Get out <laughs> no. now. No, and the stick is... The owl from Hogwarts. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, smoldering, yeah. like it's burning, right? So, Jesus. no, I've heard that about the trees, that a lot of them just exploded. They combusted. Yeah. 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 From the heat, like, the water in it, yeah. and them get so hot, they explode. Yeah. Jesus. Because wow. it was yeah. so hot. So, like, we've been hearing lately that people's fire safes were gone because... The wildfire was so hot, yeah. fire safes that would normally be safe in normal house fire conditions yeah. were just like... Yeah. Yeah. Yet my goddamn car survives. Yeah, right? 
Yes. Too nice. You should have told him. Yeah, total <laughs> yeah. loss. Yeah, total loss. Um, yeah, so I'm on the phone to my mum and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, the sky's black. Like, what should I do? And she was like, I don't know. Right? And then my phone starts ringing and it's Satara and she's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just at the store. Like, what What are you doing? And she's like, I'm calling yeah. to tell you to get out of the city. And she's like, if you don't panic, but if you can get out of the city, go because... It's about to get She's like, I'm calling it right now. They're probably going to evacuate Fort McMurray, right? So I uh, call my mum back and she's crying. (laughs) And I'm like, sorry, mum. I'm going to leave work and I'm going to like go pack up the house. So uh, Where's Steve at this point? Steve's at work. work. So I go and tell Jeff, the building manager, that I've shut the shop because I'm like, I don't know what else to do. And he's like, and all he's doing is staring up at this guy and he's like, yeah, go. And he's like, huge burly man yeah, right yeah, yeah. so he goes and uh so i run home get baron's cage ready fill the bathtub up with water fill up a whole bunch of tupperware and put it in the freezer so that it would keep the freezer cold like hmm? in case we got stuck or whatever so i'm like doing all this stuff and mine and steve's bags are still packed from calgary so <laughs> i pull all my cosplay out put normal clothes in imagine um, you just had your cosplay yeah, all like, i had was <laughs> Walking around yeah, yeah. in Snow White, all dresses, yeah. Malcolm Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't remember who told me the story now, but there was a guy, a guy that was just all he had on him was a suit, <laughs> and he never wears suits. Like he was wearing a suit that. Day. Oh, I can't remember who it was now. It's driving amazing. me nuts. That's all he had. That's all he had. He was a suit. Yeah. All I had was a work uniform. Yeah. 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 So I'm. Um, so I've. I've. My phone was subscribed to the RMWB Twitter because mm. I was like. I'll get alerts if we can't go up the highway, right? <laughs> so so then, like, I'm getting all these mandatory evacuation notices and people are panicking to them and they're trying to answer questions and stuff. And so I've, I've finished packing everything I can. I took all of our non-perishable items, like, like everything I could possibly think of. I grabbed two sentimental items, my teddy bear since I was, like, born, and a book my dad made me for my 21st birthday, and I'm like, okay, whoa, gotta do the thing. And Matt, it, Matt's calling me because he, because I called him and was like, Satara told us we were getting out, right? Mm. And he's like, come upstairs, like when you're ready to go, right? So was I go. He up, was home. Hit him and Cat were home. Mm. Um, they took the day off because we had just gone back from Calgary. Right. So I go upstairs, and we're just sitting there, mm. like waiting for Steve to come home because Steve's like, they're kicking me out of the station. He's that must like, have been really hard. It was really hard for him. Yeah. Um, I can't even explain on his behalf yeah. because, like... I, I, I can, yeah. I, I know you can understand, but, yeah. like, he said walking away from the microphone was one of the hardest yeah. things he's ever had to do. Yeah, I imagine it would be. And, um, like, they made him get out, and they were starting to take parts of the station with them so that they could start broadcasting from north. Wow. Um, so Steve walks in the door, and we're watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine because... <laughs> And and like we need a few chuckles at this Matt, point in life. And I'm like sitting right, and I'm just like I'm so tense. Mm-hmm. And Matt's like, "Do you need something?" Like, like he's like, "Can I uh, like can I give you something medical?" I don't know. Like right, some weed or some weed well, right yeah. now. That he's would like, be like the last thing I'd want. Well, and he's like muscle relaxant, like because I'm just like this, and I'm like, mm. "You think I'm gonna take a muscle relaxant yeah. right now?" Right. But I'm not freaking out at this point. Because, oh, because as I was running home, my dad calls me. And like, so I'm like, hi, dad. And he's like, are you crying? No. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, 
stop crying. Was, this he, isn't had, was he at work at yeah, that point? This okay. isn't a time to be crying. And I'm like, you're right, it's not time to be crying. <laughs> right? So my dad totally calmed me down in the time it took me to get home, which mm. is probably 45 seconds. Wow. <laughs> like from work. But yeah. anyway, so I'm upstairs and we're watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And anyone who's familiar with Brooklyn Nine-Nine knows that uh, Jake Peralta plays a lot of tricks on um, the – the top guy that I can't remember what his position is, but anyway, the, yeah. So, um, and like this, uh, the, what is, what is the word? Like the top guy in a police precinct. Chief. chief. Yeah. Oh, okay. Chief that works. Um, yeah. Holt doesn't accept presents from anyone. And this is like the Christmas episode. And so Amy had given the chief a gift, written him a card that like she used weird handwriting for didn't sign it so there's a package on the chief's desk with a handwritten note and yeah. like so the chief comes running out of of his office yeah. and he's like there's a bomb there's a bomb <laughs> and then my phone goes off in my hand and it's like evacuate the city so <laughs> oh cuz the alert yeah. oh wow so the sirens are going off in the office oh, fuck. and my phone's going off in my hand and, sirens and are like going off in the city and sirens are going off in my head yeah. right so i run out of man and cat's house i'm like we got to go right so and cat's like pack the car and then come help me get the cats cuz she's got two cats no cat carrier they bought a barbecue that day didn't buy a cat carrier <laughs> um, <laughs> I love Again, you I love they'll, you guys. Ne- they'll never evacuate a city of 90,000. Exactly, right? So we, I start sprinting downstairs, and then I look at the windows and realize they're open on the side of the building oh, in the shit. hallways. So I close the double windows as I'm running down, pack the car, run back, start buzzing everyone in the building, tell all of them, and then I'm like, oh, my God, Ryan. That's such a good move, actually. I'm like, oh, my God, Ryan has a two-day-old kid, and he's yeah. across the street. Like two days. So I ran outside and Ryan has pulled his Jeep up on his front lawn, if you know what Ryan's place looks like. He's in the lower side, right? And they're loading stuff out because they're like in a half basement. Yeah. And they're loading stuff out the window. And I I just scream out, you good? With my thumb. And he's like, we're good. And I was like, okay. So I run back through the house and we're like, let's go. So our place is like opposite the Padolan, but down the street. So we're like... In a line of two cars, and then we're out on the highway, and then we hit gridlock mm. at uh, Thickwood, I think. Because everyone's just trying to get onto them. They're trying to merge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we hit gridlock at Thickwood, see the check on your horses like five times I never, as we're I never driving. I've seen that. That's incredible like, to That me. was one of the most majestic things I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. So I'm messaging Kat, who's in the driver's seat of Matt's car, um, and I'm messaging Ryan at the same time, and my dad's calling me with updates about if CNRL are taking evacuees, right? Mm-hmm. Which they weren't at the time, yeah. is what the thing was. They were like, if you have family in Fort McMurray, they can come. And I'm like, I have way more than my family. Like, And dad's like, we're going to pretend man and cat are your cousins if we have to. Like, yeah, As soon as we got past that part, we are like... It, breaks off between like off to Syncrude, the whole road clears up mm-hmm. because everyone's going to camps mm-hmm. before that area and I'm like we're not we're not going to any of the camps they're telling us to go to because yeah. they're yeah. filling they're up filled, too yeah. fast. Yeah. It's interesting because uh um 
C, uh, CNRL didn't actively advertise it. No. But like they, uh, I, I mean, no offense to the other camps, they did a great job or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I believe CNRL was probably one of the most well prepared sites for this sort of Dude, thing. Dude, I can't They had even... an airport. They had. Yeah. It, we we were they were just getting ready for a shutdown, so they had just like optimize their camp rooms yep. for like all these workers that were going to come right so it just it was a matter of timing and you know the joke going around uh, site right now is like yeah we got a lot of workers right now but at least it's not like the fire yeah. like, like yeah. logistically speaking this is a cakewalk compared yeah. to May right so I call Ryan because yeah. my dad's like come to CNRL don't you go anywhere else like I want to see I your met face all you guys in the road I don't think I saw you guys yeah because I saw you on the road okay so I did see and I didn't see you yeah because yeah. we waved out to you so I call Ryan and I'm like, don't go anywhere else. Come bring your, your kid thing, yeah. to CNRL. Like, don't go anywhere else, right? So we all go up to CNRL and we're probably like the seventh car getting there. And we got stopped at Eastgate, I think Around it is now. Around there, yeah. an operation. Anyway, so they were like stopping us at this gate and they were like, okay, everyone needs to come line up with their driver's licenses and we need to like take your information right and we're like so we're in line and we're like matt and steve are in line with the driver's licenses their um matt's cats were like having like heat stroke or something because like their car was so hot because their air conditioning conked out when we were in calgary were they breathing through their mouths yeah they were like that that kind of like 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 panthers doing stuff yeah that might actually not have been from the heat. That could have been from stress. Oh, that's probably what yeah, it was yeah. then. We were trying to give them water. They wouldn't drink it. Anyway, oh. yeah. so we're, like, they're in line. Ryan and Chelsea show up, and, like, seeing Thomas, I was like, oh, my God, thank God. And, like, Ryan's Literally mom a two and Chelsea's baby. mom, I think, nuts. are both yeah. there. And, like, I'm like, okay, like, like, my family's together. I knew where you guys were, so I was like, okay, like, cool. Mm-hmm. So we, like, all of a sudden, the group of people at waiting in line, like, break off and all start, like, running to their vehicles, right? And we're like, what the hell is going on? Steve's like, get in the car. And I'm like, okay. So we all pile in the cars and, like, start driving as quick as we can because, like, everyone's trying to get to where they sent us first, essentially, which was one of the large camps, Mackay. So we get there, they park us in like a secure parking lot and um, we get out of the car and I'm like, should I bring our stuff? I'm like, nah, we'll come get our stuff later. Um, I bring the cat and we get to Mackay and they're like, oh no, a security guard was like, are you family of CNRL? And I was like, yes. And they're like, okay, go that way. And then Matt was like, we're not. And I was like, Ugh. and they're like, you guys have to go that way. So they're going to Mackay. And I'm like, I'm not splitting up from them. So we go to Mackay with them. And at Mackay, they're like, go to Richardson. Yeah. <laughs> so we walk around the, the outside of this camp. when you deal with that many people. And as we're walking up on Richardson, there are all these fences set up mm-hmm. in like blocks. Yep. And they were housing Dogs. people's larger animals. Mm-hmm. So there's just dogs and puppies everywhere like in all these cages and they're just like super happy and stuff so like i we walk into camp and the first thing we hear is can you go to calgary or edmonton and i was like my parent my parents live in edmonton and then dad comes down the stairs oh yeah calgary sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm getting too far along in the story so dad comes down the stairs and i'm like my parents are in calgary and he's like this is my daughter she can go to calgary right (laughs) 
And then Man and Cat are like, oh, well, we'll just go to Edmonton. And my dad's like, well, who do you know in Edmonton? And they're like, oh, no, and we'll just stay in a hotel. And dad's pretty much like, like, fuck, you're going to Edmonton. Like, you're going you're going to stay with my wife. She's already got a bed for you guys. Like, nice. got it all sorted. Ryan had family in Edmonton. They were on the first plane out of CNRL with their tiny human. As I'm driving up, so I went to Shell. I found, like, my dad's works for Shell, so that's yeah. where he has, that's where Kingston was, and I said I would spend the night with Kingston, because I had everyone call me, come here to CNRL, come here to this, that, and I said, no, I'm going to spend time yeah, with Kingston, go to Kingston as I'm pulling up to Shell, so I'm not even at out of this evac shit yet, yeah. you were, you're like, I'm on the plane, see you later, yeah. you were flown out as oh, I was, I was yeah. still on the road, so that was fucking fast. I arrived yeah. shortly after you guys flew out, Yeah, I had to spend the night because they had maxed out all the flights for the evening, so we yeah. were... <laughs> what made me laugh, though, just a little sidebar, was uh, so my father uh, works for one of the other companies, so he was back to one of the other camps, right? Yeah. yeah. And the most hilarious, well, hilarious in retrospect, but really, like, pissed me off at the time of the phone call. I'm like, I'm like, Dad, this is what we're going to do. Um, in the morning before the flight, I'm going to go and pick you up at your lodge. You're going to get on the plane with us. And <laughs> it's just false. He's like... That's okay, son. He's like, don't worry about me. Uh, take care of the family for me. <laughs> and he's like, and, and, and there was like a bit of a pause. I'm like, I'm coming to pick you up. <laughs> like, That's hilarious. Like, <laughs> yeah, so like. You're the man of the house. I know. He was like. We oh, like. Dad, you're a process operator. I'll come to get you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious too because we like get in there and then I start seeing guys from my old crew because I used to work at CNRL. Yeah. And like. Like, Jaron, like, God bless the guy. Like, I was like, Jaron? And he turned and he's like, you're alive. And he grabs onto me and he's holding me so tight. And, like, and they're like, go to camp and, like, get food and stuff. But we were all way too much in shock to be able to do anything. So I'm just standing there. Yeah, so I was, like, just holding onto my dad's arm pretty much until they made us get on and play. I never ate either. But, um. It's funny because yeah. I ended I up. I eat through a lot. You, you, yeah. you were you were mentioning uh, your your stress things, right? Remember how you mentioned earlier how like you everyone has their coping mechanism. Yeah. Food is one for you, and and it kind of took a side, yeah. right? And and uh, maybe you know it's interesting how you say that you ended up having that panic attack. Yeah. And yeah. it's all that built up stuff, right? <clears throat> um, well, it was because like so. Shell, sorry. Uh, no, no, no. No, Shell was just <clears throat> wild. I imagine every camp. Was the exact Honestly, same. Like you were in Creeburn, was it? Like it had to Creeburn be and Barge Landing. Yeah. I fucking snakes and all these animals and pets and the whole nine yards, right? Well, I didn't see any of that because we were like number <coughs> two and three, I think, to get rooms. So we oh, got right. in our room oh, and stayed man. in our room. And it's, oh, really? Yeah. We were in the common areas. Mm, yeah. It's funny you say that because as we watched the people filing into CNRL, it was it wasn't even organized chaos. It was just organized. Like, yeah, I couldn't believe how well they were taking care of everyone. Yeah, like, that's it's, and it's funny because uh, they were all stressed out, too, because they were like, this is so unorganized. And when I arrived, I'm like, holy shit, you guys are, like, this manning the yeah. fort. Like, like, it's crazy. I want to take this moment to, like, yeah. thank them all. Uh, yeah. yeah. Shell, Cinerell, yeah. fucking uh, Creeburn, Athabasca, yeah. Beaver. Yeah. Fucking all of them Amazing. deserve the biggest yeah. credit in the world. I like, heard some rumors about Syncrude, but I'll fucking lump Syncrude in the same way. I don't. I don't think Syncrude opened the doors to the public, but I don't know. Uh, I'll lump in all of them the exact same. That like yeah. you guys fucking you guys saved us. They had yeah. twenty five thousand people go north, wasn't it? I'm not Something gonna. Like I'm that? not gonna change my opinion on the FIFO. <laughs> it's the exact same. <laughs> yeah. But 
they stepped up. They had the yep. facilities, and they to me they went beyond because mm. even just housing people in camp till this blew over was enough. Well, I'm glad they, they got had people FIFO to fuck in out place. that day. <laughs> Seriously, you guys were gone we, that well, fucking we day. We weren't gone that day. We were gone. We our flight was out by. 1231 o'clock. Yeah, but it was. But like that, that. Oh, you night. said you're on the way to the aerodrome, and I yeah. must have got yeah. that. Yeah, it's a weird we, were, we were in the aerodrome for like two hours. Did you so. get that feeling of euphoria once you landed? Like, it, um, like I know definitely, no. like for me, like, like, because like I was like very much in like high adrenaline mode up until yeah. we landed, and when I landed, I was just like, holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I, to I, me, didn't, I didn't get that. Feel, I didn't feel remotely no. safe until we got to Edmonton. I didn't, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When yeah. we landed, yeah. yeah I, I was in the same boat with like. Me and my father are two alphas, right? Yeah. So th- that was interesting. Um, but Oof, I like to think I know when to turn it off. So I yeah. turned it off that time. We got the shell and we got our two rooms. But all I kept hearing about was, this is going to get worse before it gets better. So it's like, yeah. I, we want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We couldn't get on a plane because it was just stogged. Yeah. And so we, we got our rooms. And it's funny because there, a lot of people ask, well, how was Kingston during all this? I think Kingston was just young enough to not really register what's yeah. going well, on. Yeah. Because to me, He's just King, like, we're Kingston's, going on an adventure. Kingston's worst time, uh, like the most traumatic time for him, is because we evacuated a bunch of friends that have uh, kids Kingston's age. So he was with Josh, and they were just playing the whole time. Cool. So his most traumatic incident was uh, when he wanted to sleep with Josh that night, and I said, no, Daddy's emotional. You're sleeping with Dad tonight. Yeah. And he got real fucking pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that was as worse as he got. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just, the whole night we just fucking locked onto those cameras yeah. and social media. And I said, yeah. as soon as this highway clears, because it was here. fucking yeah. all I seen was uh, all I seen was headlights on those traffic yeah. cameras all the way south. Like, and that's another thing that if we're gonna briefly mention fucking council. That's one thing that I'm gonna be pushing for. Like, as soon as this rebuild is done, is this second road? We need a fucking. We need a bypass, and we need a second highway. Like, if they're gonna... I don't give a shit what they say. Oh, having groups going down, uh, going south on the northbound, yeah. doesn't constitute another action no, point. No, it doesn't add Thank at all. God no. that was fucking twinned, or I think we would have lost a bunch of people. I think so, too. I yeah. honestly, truly think so. Um, it's funny, because um, when we got to CNRL, like, I, like, I, like, I called mum and stuff, and, like, mum's like, don't call me, call your sister. Like, my sister was losing her mind because yeah. my From sister's in New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah, because yeah. at mid international um, headlines, right? And I oh. bumped into I'm my sister. I'm about the phone calls in a yeah. sec. Yeah. I bumped into my sister's <laughs> old boss, who's kind of a big deal at CNRL. I'm not going to name her just in case, kind of thing. And she was like, Oh my God, honey, I'm so good, glad to see you. And she's like, like, like super stern face because she's like one of the people in charge of like figuring all the stuff out. And I was like, and I was like, yeah, I'm like scared. I don't know what to do. She's like, she put her hand on my shoulder and she's like, whatever you need. She's like, if I have to put you on a plane myself, I'm getting you out of yeah. this camp, right? Incredible. She's like, you're not staying here. And I was just like, okay. So we get on the plane, fly out. And like, everyone's looking out the same side of the plane, like to see. trying to see. And like dominoes, the side of that plane, just all start crying. Like... As soon as they could see it, because like it's pitch oh, I guess black you were, you were outside. Flying at night. It was nighttime, so, so you, you could, saw it. Eh? You could see like the the glow. Yeah, we just saw I like a, a huge smoke wall in the morning. I couldn't really see it from where I was very much, but you could see like like it's like dark, 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 dark orange. It was and then dark again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you saw probably the same thing. It was actually yeah. kind of a relief when you know it looked awful. Yeah, but. 
I was expecting much worse when I drove through the next morning. Because of what yeah. we heard. Because what you hear, like, I... I heard the hospital yeah. I, and, yeah, See, if the hospital goes, uh, number one, I'm not moving back. Because... Yeah. Oh, no. Medical, yeah. How could you, right? And we're going through that at work right now, yeah. you know, in, in thinking about how we deal with the next year, year or two is like yeah. so many people have told us if the hospital didn't make it, we're not coming back. No one would have came back. Right. It exactly, was the same. Right? So, and I wouldn't have had a job. It was the same up, with but. the water treatment plant. Yeah. I, if they hadn't saved the water treatment plant, yeah. Fort Mac would not be back yeah. for a I've heard year. rumors that it, it came, came really close. close. Um, it's Look funny. at the fucking burn scar, It's man. funny because yeah. I chatted to... Uh, one of the guys who works at the water treatment plant, he's like, one of the water treatment plant guys, I guess. And he was like, my worst fear was almost realized. And I was yeah. like, what was it? And he's like, I almost had to pump water from the Athabasca into the water treatment plant. And he's like, if they had have had to do that, like the treatment plant would have been toast mm-hmm. for so long. And I was like, I never even thought of that. Like yeah. he said, when they lost water pressure, he was like, he was like, uh, that's cities. it, the water treatment plant's toast. And he said, like, magic, the pressure came back, and they were able to stop The city the learned a lot again. of contingencies, I think, during Man, all this. Man, it's, it's funny. crazy. Up to us to push that they follow through, though. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's funny, because like, people on certain Facebook pages <laughs> <laughs> have you know talked about the poor response to the city and, and this and that, and I am like, well... I because when I when I was at the municipality, I did do the REOC training. Like yeah. we, I went through a mock exercise where we had to evacuate half the city. Oh, right, wow. it was a mock exercise. We evacuated half the city because of a chemical spill, and you know it was all you know it's it's, pl- it's play, time. it's yeah. pretend. I mean, there's a big red binder that the the person that was in charge had, and I don't think that in that big red binder there really is a plan for the whole city. Step yeah, step. no, because I'm you like, don't you don't know. You know, the the fact that everything happened the way it happened, it was miraculous and everything. This mm. hit at the most opportune time of day. Yeah. If it happens at midnight. You're not getting. Well, it we, would have been really bad. I think we're all in agreement on this table. I know that for a fact. But I know there's some people that already said it in public hearing or public council meetings mm. that it's a miraculous that, that any uh, everyone escaped unharmed. And that's yeah. simply just not true. Like, yeah, we, we had two We lost people. two deaths. Yeah. And yeah. people can spin it any way they want. It's a direct result of the evac. Yeah. yeah. Whether they're tired, whether whatever, but they wouldn't yeah. be on that road at that time so. with with what was going on. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you want to hear like the funny part of my evacuation story yeah, though, yeah, yeah. just to kind of lighten the load a yeah. little bit? So we're like on this plane, and Baron is screaming. Oh, really? So they like let us take Baron on the plane with us. We had her in a carrier, and she's screaming like. Like over and over and over and over the whole day, like the whole yeah. day, she like screamed herself sick. This poor tiny <laughs> creature, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just does not even understand. And then like we had the like what do you call them air hostesses, stewards, whatever, yeah. coming, yeah. offering us milk, offering us human cookies. Like they're like we're Take just worried. To shut this no, no, no. Thing and up. they're like, and I and I asked around. Like Matt and Cat were behind us, so they didn't care. Like the people in front of us, they're like, uh, it doesn't even matter, right? Yeah. My and house I'm like, is gone. I really don't I, give a shit about yeah, a cat. Right and now, I, yeah. I apologize. I was just like, look, I'm really sorry for my cat. Blah blah blah. And then she, and about an hour into the flight, she goes dead silent, just. So quiet, and then all of a sudden she goes, she's going off again. And then I was like, "Babe," and he's like, "What?" And I'm like, 
Yeah. Baron just took a shit in her cage. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, are you sure? And I'm like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, like about to, we're about to get confirmation. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, I can smell it. I'm like, and I I know that it's her. Like this. And, and so we're like, let's just. Playing fucking stubs or whatever Matt's dad is. Squeaks. Squeaks. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm like, let's just pretend we don't know that it's ours. And this is. (laughs) Blame it on the other guy. And this is a flight to Calgary, right? So it's like an hour and a half. It's not that short. So we're just like, this like awful cat crap stench, (laughs) like throughout the whole plane and we get off the plane and my mom's there and she has this like backpack right she's holding this little backpack and I've texted her and I'm like I think Baron took a dump in the cage <laughs> she's like oh no right like that's terrible but I'm so glad you guys are safe <laughs> so she's standing in the airport and she's holding this little bag and she's like shaking right and she like hands me this bag and she's like I got you guys granolas and juice boxes oh, that's <laughs> and then oh, she's and then I'm like Okay, but do we clean the cage now or when we get home? And Mum and Dad live in Cochrane, so yeah. it's like a 40 oh, minute yeah. drive. Yeah. We're like, load the cats into the truck. Well, like, get, get the yeah. out of here. <laughs> and we get out of the airport and like just drive home. And like, we let Baron out of the cage, and like, she's like, never looked at me so disappointed in her. Whole I life. imagine there's a lot of like <laughs> fucking relief, like when you guys got to your location. Yeah. Like, I know when I got Kingston, Newfoundland after. Uh, like Tito mentioned, it kind of alluded to it. it was to me, I legitly felt like uh, uh, Tom Cruise in War of the Worlds, where it's just like <laughs> shit's going south, and I just got to get the kid out of my. And I felt yeah. horrible for it's, it. It's a yeah. weird feeling because like same thing. Even happened though it made with, the most sense. Yeah. Same thing happened. Like next next day flight, like we were in no danger, but like when that plane took off, it literally felt like that scene from Independence Day with the flames, like fucking. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just because you're so tense, right? Yeah. And it. Everything, everything is dialed up to like eleven for some reason. Yeah. So. Let's see, even like we spent three days in Edmonton afterwards because you know it's all gonna blow over. Yeah. And well, I had people parked on the side of the road going north. We're just yeah. like, oh, we'll be back in fifteen minutes. Yeah. So uh, we were, okay. we spent three days in Edmonton, and yeah. once you, and we were, I was still tense the whole time we were in Edmonton, right? Like I was mm-hmm. still just like, yeah. Oh my god, I got a dog in a hotel room, and my, my wife can barely walk, and like, yeah. uh, like I'm. Completely in, in charge of here, yeah. of everything, and I don't know what to do. Yeah. I, 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 I want to break down myself, but I can't break yeah. down myself because I got to be. Someone's got to hold it. Together. Somebody's got to hold it together, right? Yeah. So, so I'm doing that, and so I was I was really tense until we finally got our rental car. We got our or we got our rental truck. Kevin and Janesta got their car back, and yeah. then we're like, let's we're just gone. go. Let's go to Estevan, and yeah, it was awesome. And yeah, it was my, my parents were really relieved that we were going there because. Yeah. Like there was a time when I phoned him from Abbasan as we're waiting in line, and you didn't know if it might be your this, last, the last phone call, fucking yeah. phone right? Call. So you're you're. Well, you that's know. one thing I wanted to touch on, and Nolan, maybe you can give me some some insider info on this one. Is my phone was going off the fucking hook? Uh, like I got one Kingston's mother calling from Newfoundland because yeah, we did yeah, make yeah. international headlines, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was literally she was going ape shit, uh, and. And rightfully so. Like, I'll never... Yeah. And yeah, yeah, hers yeah. are the only calls that I was answering. It was yeah. hers and my parents and Ben's. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Meanwhile, I'm getting calls and texts from fucking... Media. Media and radio DJs out of Edmonton and other places that I know that are yeah. saying... And this is literally as I'm fucking yeah. going down that emergency exit yeah. in Thickwood. Yeah. Where it's just like, hey, uh, Hot 91.9 wants to talk to someone that's evacuating. Can you talk to him? Or... 
someone wants to no. or, like no. I'm getting phone calls from people that I haven't talked to in years yeah. Yeah. that are saying can you go help my dog that's that's by itself in whatever fucking town or whatever area of town I'm like no I can't but what the kicker was and this is what reminded me of you was someone and I'll remain nameless because we got into it after I posted it on Facebook was Todd do you know anyone that's evacuated but the caveat is they need to be from the certain area of Saskatchewan and I'm pretty sure that there's a couple people in Fort Ma- like how fucking specific yeah. do you have to fucking be yeah. to talk to someone that's evacuating and yeah. let alone trying to find that while we're literally running yeah. for our lives yeah. give me some insight on why the media is doing this I can't because I think it's fucking retarded yeah. thank you fucking I just wanted to make sure I'm valid in yeah. that well everybody thought. everybody wants to break the story first right like yeah. I know that uh what what's the CBC station? Uh, Six thirty, Chad. Is that that's it? not CBC? Uh, no, that's uh, talk 90, radio station. Ninety nine three is, is. But they were but they were pushing through the CBC signal that night, weren't they? I think no. like one radio station was pushing a CBC signal, and CBC was doing the coverage. It was the only station you could really get at that oh, night. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, of our local stations? Yeah, yeah. Our local stations flipped to their affiliates out of yeah. Edmonton and Calgary. Yeah. No, yeah. but we, it wasn't on the re- regular radio oh. radio signal. I think. Oh, I'm not I want to say it was Were you like, north? Because they have all kinds of repeaters up there. Oh, maybe then. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I was north, right? Yeah, so but, they have all kinds of repeaters but they up But they were getting... They were doing interviews. Um, our old friend Gitz was on there. <laughs> uh, and, and, and it was so uh, funny. Did he it, say... Uh, it, was, it, was, say it. it was kind of funny. And no offense to, to, to Ryan or whatever. But like... What, it was uh, like there's this guy talking about everything and I'm like who the, who is this this sounds familiar and it's like oh and, and what's uh, what's your name sir he's like I go by Gitz I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> like of course was yeah, he even so, here he, was he I don't know I don't know I, I honestly don't even remember what the interview was yeah so I, I had a bunch of those too it was a bunch of tweets and DMs and things like that and I said I'm, I'll be happy to talk to everybody who wants shit comes down I'm safe yeah. right and I'm not fearful for my life so I did Way too many in the days after, but like I have radio friends from all over Canada, right? Yeah, so of yeah, I yeah. had well, and then my local people from from Estevan wanted interviews and stuff like that too. So yeah, I obliged that. And uh, Ryan Jesperson on Chad, me and Ryan have been friends for like fifteen years now. Yeah. So uh, I obliged that. And then uh, somebody I worked with in in Estevan ended up. Uh, she works for CBC, so she arranged me to be on CBC, which was like. I was on the Sheila Cole show on CBC <laughs> and John. I was like, I get to interview. Sheila Cole is going to interview me? I remember listening to her when I was a little boy. Yeah, this is right. usually I told you. How are you doing over there, Nolan? You're hot. <laughs> Your voice is really hot. I hope you're really hot in real life. Usually I'm a media fucking whore, but I went yeah. through some shit that first man. week, man. Like, I know there was at one point where everyone said Thickwood was gone, which I didn't believe because I'm like, fuck, if our house is gone, it means there's thousands of others that are gone Man. because I live right in the middle of suburbia. Yeah. I was lucky was that I had at, Mike on the ground because he was like yeah. telling me everything. And it was at one point I where... I mean, sorry, no, he wasn't. Because again, because Kingston, I'm like, you're <laughs> sleeping with dad. I said, dad's emotional. I need something yeah. to cuddle up with. And I said, you're it, kid. So a, I just remember one time he finally fell asleep before me and I was just kind of wondering because I couldn't sleep at all. Mm. I don't think anyone could. And that's where we were talking a lot about like... What would you do if you, like, the age-old question of, if your house is on fire, what would you save? And yeah. you guys know me, and anyone that's been in my house knows that I got a lot of shit. I, I collect Dude, lots you know of random our, you shit. you know our place. And I literally thought about this for hours that night, and I was just like, nothing. Yeah. I could give a flying fuck mm. if my house burnt down. And I don't, again, I might have yeah. a totally different perspective if it actually did. I don't mean the, no, no, no. but that's when I looked yeah, at yeah. Kingston. I, I told said, you the two I, things I just I want him. Yeah. That's all I could think about that yeah. night. That's all I could think about that whole day. Because especially when my parents said he was one of the last two. 
So, but I'm like, was he scared when he picked them up? He's like, no, actually, he forgot his shoes. And he was like, I got to get my shoes. He was like coming out with sock feet, right? Yeah. That's all. I remember you said, uh, I posted yeah, well, that. I said, that's all I could think about. And to this day. Well, one thing that I was talking about was uh, it really puts, uh, it, it makes you kind of realize what your priorities are in life, right? And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, uh, obviously you all know that I hold film probably in the highest regard in my life, mm-hmm. right? And at the time I was like, it was really interesting because I had this, It, it it's a very egocentric thought but it's also a very kind of liberating one where i was like i've got my editing stuff i got my camera or whatever and then then like i stopped and thought no wait like that's all shit yeah that's all shit like what's up here is what i need to save right it's it's yeah yeah. you're totally right steve grabbed the hard drives for the computers Mm. Like, because we do everything external because we've just got laptops. Yeah. So we grabbed the laptops. I put my laptop in a bag that I didn't realize had a water bottle in it. Water bottle. Water bottle. <laughs> and, like, I was like, great, when it all leaked over everything. <laughs> but it didn't harm my computer, thankfully. I had prints from Comic-Con, that, that oh, Comic, Comic Expo that I had just gotten that I didn't realize I had on me. Like, it was, it was so weird. I, like... Took a picture, like, on, I think it was, like, the 10th when I finally actually looked in my handbag to see what was in there, of, like, what was in there. There was a signed copy of Con Man. Alan Tudyk signed it. (laughs) And, like, a lipstick. Like, just the weirdest things, eh? And like Whoever started the threads of weirdest things to pack. Yeah. Those were funny. I think Chris's was one of my favorite because he did, like, the group. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was pretty I meant fun. to post. I had an HDMI cable. <laughs> I don't one, know why. <laughs> it was in my little bag. I the, was just like, the one picture I took was like a bra that I had. And it's like this really cool bra, but it had been the bane of my existence from before the evacuation because I couldn't find the half strap for it. And I'd go <laughs> and I'd put it on every day and I'd be like, shit, take it back off, put on a different bra, go to work. Yeah. And I packed the damn thing. <laughs> Without the strap, <laughs> obviously. Uh, yeah. Just like uh, One so thing weird. I do. Just, were you going to say something? No. Oh no! One thing I do want to say is I definitely want to say a thank you before we wrap this thing up is to everyone that actually um, I, I want to say everyone that called, everyone that cared, everyone that reached out, mm-hmm. and especially everyone that donated to the Red Cross. Like I'll yeah. go on record right now. I've said it many times on my posts, uh, and I fought with many people online about it too. I think the Red Cross was went above and beyond. A hundred percent. And I really want to say thank you to the uh, Geeks Under Influence podcast. Like it was yeah. uh, a group out of uh, Virginia um, that we kind of bonded over Kevin Smith yeah, uh, and they were literally the first ones that said we don't know where Fort McMurray is quite exactly they knew what was happening mm. and they were actually preaching to all their listeners donate to the Red Cross yeah. and quite frankly when you get uh, when you wake up and are having a shitty day and you can't go home and you see a bunch of money sitting there from the Red Cross as a as a tra- as a email transfer. Yeah. I think that made everyone's day. That uh, saved our butts so a few thank times. Thank you from everyone, like yeah. especially uh, to all the group of geeks under the influence. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. Jody, uh, I think Pete, Derek. I, I know those are probably wrong names. They're gonna be like, "Fuck this guy's an asshole." So I'll probably <laughs> edit this part out. Uh, but thank you very much, guys, for yeah. for hawking that and everyone that donated. I think that was fucking huge. To be yeah, honest. and I gotta say, like listening to you guys. Um, to you guys uh, talking about your stories and such is really, uh, it's really like, it is a bit therapeutic, right? And like, I mean, I'm, uh, I mean, I'll be open about it. I'm, I'm actually going to therapy right now because there's like a lot of stuff to deal yeah, with, man. right? Yeah. Of course. In life in general, right? Oh, but yeah. Like, um, life, life's hard enough as it is without yeah. something like and this. And I, I really like, I really hope that, uh, that this kind of helps other people that are kind of going through, yeah. through this right now. And, uh, maybe hearing other people's stories will help yeah. you guys kind of go through your stuff too. Right. I'm so. in the same boat. Like I said, I've never, I've never 
known the benef the benefits of, of mental health support than I did when I had that first uh, panic attack. And I'm yeah. right there with you, man. I'm doing the, yeah, the, doing it, the therapy you thing, know, too, it, and I think it's, it's needed. It's an interesting analogy, too, right? Like, when, when uh, you see those comics and stuff online all the time where, like, you know how they say people dealing with depression and such, where it's, like, almost like you've got, like, uh, your your hand is bleeding, but nobody sees it but you or whatever? Yeah, the wall, yeah. The invisible uh, yeah, wall. Yeah, the invisible yeah. wall. And people are like, well, just don't stop bleeding out of your hand, right? And it's, yeah. it's really interesting because, like, this is the proverbial bleeding everyone here everyone in town technically has a bleeding hand right now yeah. and whether they choose to ignore it or deal with it yeah. it's yeah and it's a process right well that's yeah. like uh a... sorry sorry to no, finish please, off the analogy on. it's funny of how course. this analogy really works because if you don't look at it it's gonna get infected and then it's become yeah. a big problem a big right problem. Yeah. so you kind of have to deal with it and i'm realizing that more and more that you can't just close your yourself off to yeah. shit right so and anyway. like no one, and that's one more uh, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. very good point and anyone that's listening hopefully i wasn't stealing this one from ash is i'm a pretty proud arrogant man i've been told maybe a bit of an asshole from what i'm learning uh, but reach <laughs> out for the help yeah. again i thought i was handling this great i'm a fucking rock I'm, my name's Tosca. i can handle anything that gets fucking thrown at me i'm in yeah. like i said i'm in therapy too man and yeah. i think you need it Anyone that's having trouble or anyone that thinks they're bigger than it, yeah. I hate to say it, you're not. Give even it if, fucking help. I'll say that even if you're not, even if you, if you, even if you, you, you think that you're handling it well, yeah. I, I'm from you're all external, <laughs> yeah. I probably, like, I, it seems like I'm doing all right. Mm. I probably should be going. Mm -hmm. I haven't made that decision yet to I go. I also haven't. But it's, it's one of those things where you, you just go. Just yeah. get an assessment. Yeah. Just yeah. talk to someone. Yeah. It's not... We're all in the same boat. Yeah. Right? And it's okay. I said this Even if in, I said this in a couple out that days. you're like, actually, you're doing pretty okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, thanks for checking in. Yeah. yeah. It's, it said this in a couple days after. Um, but the reason we bought our house in Abstan is because we had so many friends up there. Right? Mm -hmm. Matt and Aileen are up there. We, yeah. have, we have a number of friends that are up there. And all they said was, like, they were excited that we were even looking at houses in Abstan. They're like, like... You guys, yeah. Abyssin is awesome. Everybody hates Abyssin except for people that live in Abyssin. I love it. I love <laughs> Abyssin. Don't, don't tell anyone it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell anyone it's shitty. Yeah. I don't know if you guys see my tweet, but it actually hit me. I've been going through, like, I had two boxes of shit for my last four years sitting up there, yeah. and I was actually going through it, and I found the first house I put an offer on. Yeah, and it was, it was on. It was on Arsenal. Yeah. The finance didn't go through, yeah. but if it did, I would have bought that house on yeah. Arsenal, and that house is gone now. Man. Yeah, to me that hit me. I'm like, holy fuck! That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it, it's uh, yeah, but it, it's it, I think it'd be harder if you know just our house burned down. We you know we had a grease fire or something, and our house burns down. Right, mm -hmm. I think that would actually be harder mm -hmm. than this. Well, because we're going like through it together, yeah, right? Yeah. Everybody's going through this together, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, that's, a, that's, a, that's really interesting, actually. Yeah. You raise a really good point there because it's kind of like um, uh, it, 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 it's even happening right now with the people that have completely lost everything versus those that were were not just but that were evacuated and yeah. had yeah. to come back. Yeah. There's there's a real uh, I know it made a bit of headlines about there was that welcome back yeah. celebration mm. yeah. and a lot of the people that lost their homes were of the mind what are we celebrating that this isn't over for us, yeah. right? Yeah. And and it's kind of like what you just said like if it, it's ver versus you losing your home versus everyone else around your neighborhood, yeah. right? So, yeah, and I mean like well, it can work we, two different ways. We, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, right? we, it depends on how you want to look at it. It can work two different ways. Right? And we all know, like, all of us know, like, we've all gone through it in a varying degree. Yeah. Whereas if your house burned down on its own, yeah. you see it in the newspaper and you're like, oh, that sucks. That dude's house burned right. down. 
and then you forget about it. Right. Like this is like like I um what I was gonna say earlier is I had a couple in the store last night from Abersand. Yeah. And um it was my store closes at eight o'clock, as a lot of people know. And they, they were came in at seven fifty five. No, no, they were in the store for quite a while and we were just kind of chatting backwards and forwards and stuff and I didn't even realise what time it was and I was supposed to be going to the movies. <laughs> um and uh I like looked at the clock and it was 8.25 as they were walking at the door. And I was just like, I said to them, I'm like, thank you very much for like talking to me. And I was like, it's sometimes it's nice to talk to people outside of your friend's circle about it. Yep. And the woman turned and she looked at me and she said. I um, was your friend's circle. No, What's no, no. the new YMN podcast <laughs> No, <on>? no. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, you're totally right. And she said, because your friends, like they've heard the story, you know, like you guys just heard. Yeah. what I went through and stuff. She's like, your friends have heard the story and they get tired of hearing the story. And she's like, but I'm not done. Yeah. I'm not done telling the story. She's like, I need, I need to keep telling it. She's like, because if I, if I stop telling the story, it becomes unreal. Right. So she was like, cause like they were across the way from the houses that burned down like mm-hmm. a few years ago, like the four or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so like, they tried to evacuate then, like they had to evacuate. Yeah. So like they had a bag ready and everything. And like she said, the plan still didn't <laughs> go according to plan or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, like, and sh- like, but she said, like, I'm not done talking it's about weird, it. It's weird because I'm the kind of the same boat. I'm kind of on a different, uh, the opposite side. Or I'm like, I'm thankful we're doing this podcast. Can I'll just be like, just send out here, just listen to this show. When you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's funny those four houses. Um, before we had bought our house, we were just we had just put the offer on. We were waiting to close, and that's when the fires happened and those those four houses burned down. Yeah. Oh, wow. And um, Janine and Matt. Uh, decided well we're gonna do a benefit for those for those people right, right? Mm-hmm. and we we had a whole day yeah, where we well, yeah we had a whole day at brew bakers yeah. and we raised like seven thousand dollars for yeah, those yeah, people yeah, yeah. and Amazing. it was awesome it was a great day and then uh yes yeah, it's, it's one of those things like if you're good sometimes good things happen to you right yeah. and um we we did that benefit for them, and then when we, when we got home to Estevan, some friends of mine are in a band called Library Voices out of Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. a really big band in Saskatchewan, and yeah. they played the Olympics, and they're, they're doing really well. They're a really big indie band, and they said, well, we're going to do a benefit for Nolan and his wife wow. back yeah. in Estevan, wow. and so we, they, we got a good chunk of change from them nice. that, yeah. that helps us out, and our insurance yeah. runs out inevitably, which it will, yeah. 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 right? So it's, uh, yeah, so it's sometimes, and, and then the, the thing is... We, yeah. We drove up to Abbasan the other day, and we drove. We hadn't been up to the new side yet, and those four houses are standing. Yeah. Wow, no, really? Yeah. Matt, uh, Matt and Janine, speaking of, of them, uh, it's really interesting. Like, I feel bad that I can I can never attend these uh, concert. I ne- I've never. Concerts. I only yeah. went to one. And and but the thing I've is, I've been to a couple, but yeah, and it's the realization that like it, it's interesting because you know we do the podcast, we've got the film stuff, yeah. but Matt and Janine have their own thing going. Eileen, yeah. Eileen, sorry, yeah. I, I mean, sorry, 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 Matt, Matt and Eileen have her own. Uh, have, sounds their so own, similar. Their own, thing. Yeah. their own thing going right, yeah. and it's it, it's it's really interesting. Like they're they're moving now, aren't they? they, they no, are they coming back? They're back. 
Yeah. They oh, they're back. They're living okay. in Thickwood. Now. I remember yeah. there was a. They were going to move. Yeah, and yeah. They, they didn't. So, so, but what was what's interesting is like they've they've done so much for the community as well, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like especially for the musical. Community. That was oh, a staple. An entirely was different a staple. staple. It was right. Yeah, we always look forward to seeing who was going to be coming. And yeah, you do you a little were. research on. Well, like yeah, yeah. The live podcast we did was out of Matt's garage because like. Bunker, Secret Bunker Studios. Secret Matt, Bunker. I yeah. mean, well, not secret anymore, I guess. Yeah. But, I know yeah. uh, Matt's always been there. And, uh, Matt's always asked Really me great go. guy. Oh, no, excellent One guy. of our so earliest supporters, so too. Cool. Yeah. Our, such the earliest. People. Yeah. Um, some final thoughts. Uh, I'll go first, or if we can wrap this up. Yeah, or I'll yeah. Go. do it up. I know uh, one thing that uh, oh, I had it, and now I lost it. A lot of people mm. that bugged me during this whole thing, uh, and I know they didn't say it without thinking, but it still bugged me, um, was they said how cool it was to see Fort McMurray as a ghost town. Uh, they thought, oh, this is so weird how no one was here. And to me, I, while I didn't see up in the streets, like especially my own home as a mm. ghost town, driving back and forth to work, I got to see uh, Fort McMurray uh, down and out. And to me... It was I was kind of crushed because um, I think me and Tito are the ones around this table that have been here the longest. And I, I did break down once when I was talking to Lisa, actually, on my way to Shell. Because um, at that point, I, I think I knew Abbasan was gone, and so was Beacon Hill just by... And, yeah. and it, the, the stories corroborated themselves. Yeah. And, and from what people were saying, and I did kind of break down because I grew up in these places. I, I, yeah. I, I grew up in Abbasan. I grew up in Beacon Hill. I didn't yeah. live there. But I, I knew those places yeah. pretty yeah. much yeah. inside yeah. and out. staples of the community, right? And they're yeah. gone. Yeah. And I remember going and talking to Lisa. She's like, are you okay? She's like, it's not too often I hear you get choked up or crying. And meanwhile, like, I'm probably sounding better with her on the phone, but I'm just in my truck by myself after dropping Jesse off. Just total ugly crying probably down the road, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'm like, these neighborhoods are gone. Yeah. And like, to me, like... Steve grew up in waterways, man. Like, yeah. see, and then like, people say, oh, how, how, oh, it's cool that Fort Max is a ghost town. No, I don't like not- seeing... A play, your hometown hurt, and, and it yeah. was hurt bad. Yeah. And, and to me, I've never felt more love for this community than when yeah. people started coming back. Like, actually, I wanted to make a, a post about it. I'll do it to, tomorrow where I'm finally seeing more kids on the streets because yeah. everyone's starting to come back right now. Mm-hmm. And it's weird as I've actually physically... Playing Pokemon Go? Well, <laughs> if anything, I think that's another positive what this world needs is to get people out and play Pokemon Go and get Man, them going seriously. around. Like to me, with Kingston, there's still a big if. There's like, fucking like, I won't be able to live with myself if there is some kind of toxic mm-hmm. environment. And then, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm, I'm watching and studying that hard as you everyone's yeah. seen me post, right? Yeah. But it, it was very, it was interesting how... As much of an asshole people may think that I am, that it was truly a love for the city that when I started seeing people come back and it was seen it hurt, it was crushed. Again, Abbasan, Beacon Hill, Waterways are gone. And when I said that to Lisa, she was like, how bad is it? I'm like, that's bad. Like, yeah. it's yeah. I'm choking I'm, uh, them now even. Sorry. Uh, it's, it's interesting. You, you, you transitioned into my, my thought about this. So, like, I'm pretty sure at this point I might have some really mild uh, form of Asperger's because I always relate stuff to, like, comic books to some uh, to some capacity. It's just how I, I guess how I... Asperger's? But you relate uh, to what you know, man. Well, like, yeah, I guess that's what it must be. Yeah. Like, like I, you know, it, it, and, it's, and it, it would explain a lot of my anxiety with public speaking. But anyway, the... the it's not that bad because here, I literally so, thought about it. I'm like, if Iron Man existed, would he actually say so here, the fire? So I'm here's, like, here's the interesting thing. Uh, we've I, Has everyone around this table read uh, Watchmen? Yeah. Okay, so... Wait, no, I've watched the movie. That's close, yeah. close enough, yeah. yeah. For, so, for that one, yeah. So um, what's interesting is, obviously, uh, Fort McMurray has been... Um, 
a very controversial city, uh, at least for the last 20 years, because of the oil sands and all that sort of stuff. And there's there's been people on two, both sides of the fences that are that are here to defend the community, that uh, that are here to make money, right? And yep. the, and then there's other people that are here to protest what's going on and all that sort of stuff. The environmental impact. It, it, the irony, of course, being that you know, like <laughs> this this natural disaster has done way more damage than any of these mines yeah. ever could have. Yeah, like, yeah. but but tenfold. Uh, that's besides the point. But the. Uh, the interesting thing is in the novel watch in the graphic novel Watchmen, there's there's a whole the villain uh, Ozymandias proposes basically his theory for saving the world, and it, it basically what he does is he creates a world-ending threat that that unites the, the, planet. unites the planet. Yeah, yeah, and and it's quite interesting how how the parallel has played out in Fort Murray and the fact that there has been something that has almost taken this community from us, and as a result. Those that were on the fence on, of the debate mm-hmm. have either embraced the town or decided yep. to leave. You know, well, leave. Now yeah. they ha- they might have their they might have their own reasons. They it, they and might leave. They it. might leave with love and or leave with yeah. hatred depending yep. on who they are. But well, one of our favorites, Ryan Anderson. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And yeah. He, and it's a very uh, melancholy for him, right? Because mm-hmm. he 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 wants to stay, but yeah. the situation was it is. The but what I'm what I'm getting at is the the fact remains that everyone who is here right now is here because they want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, no one... I've, I haven't heard much... It, there might be instances, but I haven't heard much of people being, well, now I'm stuck here. That that doesn't seem to be the case for a lot of people anymore. If they were if stuck it, here before. If anything, yeah. they have an out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so and, and it's really interesting how polarized, because I have, not just within our community, but in Alberta, Alberta now has kind of this this kind of almost like the redheaded stepchild of the province <laughs> where it's like we need you but we're not going to really acknowledge you as mm-hmm. uh, more than you need to. We're going to make fun of you in public. We'll slip you well, some shit. Well, yeah, and side. and now Alberta as a whole has been like this is this is our beacon. Yeah. This is, you know, this is our 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 greatest community mm. in the sense of how we've we're coming together for it and such <clears throat> and Canada as well, right? I mean, yeah. and, and so like my final thought on that is is interesting how people's people can change and how something like something like this has actually ended up resulting in probably one of the best things that has ever happened to this community. And, and this couldn't have happened without yeah. something so grand yeah. happening, and I'm not saying it's great that the fire happened. I'm, it's still a like, great tragedy. Like DC yeah. Reapers, but, but from a from a from a PR perspective and yeah. everything, pretty much that you know it's it's they couldn't have bought this publicity. I right? think people realize that uh, humans live here. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's the thing. put a human face. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Put a human right. face people. on Fort McMurray. Yeah. You can sit here, here and hate the oil sands all you want, but it was people, kids families running for their lives that day the things that i heard over and over and over and over again were like i didn't realize fort mcmurray was a town i didn't realize like, it was so people big. would picture the camps yeah. that they'd seen yeah. on the news and stuff right yeah, yeah. final thoughts okay Nolan? so i agree with everything tito said i i just want people to remember it mm-hmm. yeah the the thing about this this whole thing is and in coming from a guy that did lose everything, yeah, is it's great to have a, a YMM Strong or a Fort Mac Strong back window sticker, <laughs> but if you rent out a place and you don't allow a pet, you're an asshole. Yep. Yeah. Because WestJet was taking pets. Oh, yeah. Camps were taking pets. But now you don't want to take a pet in your rental that you're charging $800 more now than you were before. Yeah. Damn right. And you've got your Fort Mac Strong back window sticker. You dick. 
Like, fuck off. Yeah. Yep. yeah Straight totally. up. Seriously. A hundred percent. Seriously. So, you know, we've, I've written about this previously and I, I stand by it, is for years and years and years, we've built up this culture of greed in our mm-hmm. community. Yeah. We've all paid or know people that paid $1,000 for a bedroom. Yeah. And you couldn't even go in the kitchen lest the landlord gives you a dirty look. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we built this up for years and years and years. And all of a sudden it was starting to turn around. When the market crashed, everything yeah. was yeah. starting to turn. Yeah, you're right. Come back and now it's come back with a vengeance because people are seeing that they can't take advantage of it. Yeah. And and it's not just that. Like this goes to my whole issue with, with council lately. And yeah. you know, let's look. They, they, they do it under the guise of, well, we're looking after local businesses. Well, you're hurting local people that lost their homes at the same yep. time. Right. So yep. it's this culture of greed that we've built up. And yes, this is this this can be spun as positive as you want to spin it yeah. this fire and we're all great and we're coming together as a community until we start calling those people out until we stop accepting the fact that that is the norm and that's just fort mcmurray that's the way it is damn right it's you're not, not anymore, you're man. not we're no better than what we were before the fire yeah you raise a really and good you point are 100% uh, you do i was can i go first i got one correction that you just made yeah you said you lost everything Oh, I know. You I know. haven't. I know. Especially I know. Especially yeah, with yeah. all three of us at yeah. this table. Yeah, yeah no, I know. No, yeah. no, no. You and Janine. Yeah. I, I, you, uh, going back to your original point about whatever, uh, the boom-bust mentality of this yeah. community, it is super important, and I, I don't know who's listening to this, but it is My super mom. important <laughs> to, to not confuse reconstruction for boom. Yeah. And boom a breaks. lot of people, there's some people that think we're back in the boom because, oh, look at all this work. Look at everything. Nah. And that price gouging yeah. is coming back. Oh. Like, tread carefully because this is not boom. No. This is, this is rebuilding. We're still, we're still yeah. in a very much a new normal. Yeah. yeah. And it, like, this is just going to be an anomaly, yeah. a slight yeah. bump in the road. Yeah. And that new normal's coming, and it's coming hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah. jumping into my final thought is, uh, man, this actually works out really well. So I've heard a lot of stories being one of the public faces um, in town, people people who shop at my comic store are my friends, like a hundred percent. Like being a lo- technically a local business owner, like yeah. face of the company, people talk to me about everything. They say that it was ten percent, right? Yeah, ten percent, blah blah blah. Yeah, I will tell you right now that. It feels more like 30% mm-hmm. of the people who shop at my store. And you know why? Because Waterways, Abersand, and Beacon Hill are some of the oldest places in town. Mm-hmm. So whenever new families came to town, they'd move into Timberley, right? Mm. So some of the people who have lived here for the longest have always supported local passionate because they know people. what they're passionate people. Yep. They've always supported local businesses. They've, you know, they care about having a comic store, they care about having a music store, they care about, mm, yeah. like, they really care about what the town's about, that's who this fire hit. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that some asshole landlord yeah. who has 14 condos in Timberley mm. that he got during the new construction, mm. like, is gouging those people who yeah. have been the building blocks of our city for so long... Is disgusting. It is. Like it is. When I talked to my mum about it, I was like, "Mum, it's like, it's uncanny that me, Todd, Tito, like Man and Cat, Satara, like 
a lot of our, fr- like a lot of our friends, um, like my family in this city, like didn't lose their homes. I mean, a lot of my family did, yep. but yeah. like part of the core yep. group the people of you people, see every day. The yeah. people I see every day, the people that I love and care about the most in this town, a lot, like a large percentage of us didn't. And mom said, that's because you guys are going to be the pillars of the community when it rebuilds. Like you guys are going to be the people that the other people lean on in order to rebuild at the end of the day, right? And like, just like, man, it's just, it sucks so much that it was those beautiful old wonderful parts of town that had the core basis of like the old community of the city in it that is what the waterways you know it's interesting waterways like even when i was growing up had this reputation for me oh that's such a like an old part of town or whatever but it has it had such personality it was it it, it, it honestly creepy building just go on yeah I, I, I honestly like I love the creepy building yeah. well no you go to it and it's interesting because you know you go to Edmonton and they've got White Avenue right yeah. mm-hmm. and, and and Waterways was very much becoming kind of that yeah. community where yeah. it's like this you know you got the uh, the mission is it? Legion the Legion sorry yeah. the, the Legion which like, is still standing the tank yeah. the tank yeah. is still there <laughs> fire's not the gonna Legion stop that saved thing. those houses yeah. on the yeah. other side of it man yeah. like it's funny because um, I had a guy come into the shop the other day and he was like oh do you know where I can get a laptop cable and I was like, oh, there's this place in Waterways. Yeah. And like, and then I like stopped and yeah. I looked at him and he's a, like Ryan Hill, right? Yeah. And I just looked at him and he's like, it's okay, Ash. And I was like, nah, man, it's not. No. And <laughs> like, it's, it's just, it's, it's really first, not. The first weekend uh, that we were in town, we went, we were going to go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. So we're coming from Thickwood, going to Walmart. You have to take the hospital straight overpass, and I just clicked on my turn signal to go right, yep. yeah. like I normally would. Yeah, yeah, right. Yep. So yeah, that's. I, know, I almost lost it. I almost yeah. lost. it I know that time. I'll never be able to compare to losing a house, but I had that moment the first time that I left work. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was the second weekend of yeah. May, and I left at the exact same time I would normally, and I put my blinker on to go up Thickwood Boulevard, and I started going to. Yeah, and that's when the cop turned on his lights and says, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, and, was, and you were like, like "Muscle memory, I'm so no, sorry." No, that's where I'm just like, yeah. "Fuck!" That's where it hit me. Where yeah. home, I can't go home. You, you should have asked him if uh, if he got that a lot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. oh. Just I people wonder, like, eh? just oh yeah, fire, right. yeah. yeah. It's so funny. no, and it's it's. I think it's up. I love what you said, Ash. Yeah, uh, it, the, the, being the pillars. Um, that's why I looked so much to our elected leaders to try to. <laughs> be able to they had the opportunity they had the power to actually rally this community more so than what the average citizen could yeah, do yeah well they better start doing a better job than they're doing now it, they, it'll they, be it's it'll, gone and it, it's gone they had the chances gone they but it's it'll that's gone. just it right like, it'll be up to citizens like us and everyone yeah. listening to this podcast so hopefully fucking hopefully some, people who hopefully for some reason this spreads like wildfire but, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah that's a bad reference <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and it's funny. Oh, man, you didn't even it, notice it. No, I didn't. I didn't notice it. For some reason, this spreads like wildfire. <laughs> but, oh, dude, crap. like, that's I, just that my, my the sentiment way that is gone it now. Like, it's up to the yeah. citizens to fucking make sure our elected leaders put this on track. It's up to the citizens to yep. do whatever they can to make sure they rebuild yep. in Abyssin, to make sure yep. they rebuild at Beacon Hill, 
and for fuck's sake, it's up to our citizens to pressure the Alberta government to make sure they rebuild. So here's in, the thing: waterways. Waterways. When, when events like this happen, right? We expect, like, we expect firefighters to act and you know what they're what they're trained to do and everything, mm. right? Our firefighters did a phenomenal job. This could have been a lot worse. Damn right. yeah. Like all the credit to the world. I know some people criticize whether or not the evacuation yeah. should have happened yeah. sooner and all that sort of stuff. I think splitting the city in half uh, the turn the time evacuation was the most brilliant call. I think it's yeah. something that should be written about as a strategy going moving forward for okay, other like, communities. No one died in the fire. Yeah, well, guys. Yeah, no one died like, of the fire. No one, yeah. no one yeah. died That's of the fire. That was good. Yeah. Like. So. 90,000 yeah. people. <laughs> so to finish to finish my thought, our elected officials are are in those seats because of event of to respond to events like this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying like this is the like but this is like the idea is they're supposed to be representative of our voice with 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 the community and align themselves so that it, so that the community can prioritize everything that needs to happen in order for us to get back in a stable uh, position. They, you you were elected for this. Yep. Yep. You're you're not elected just to govern and say, oh yeah, we're gonna show up at stuff. Oh, yeah. oh, taxes are the same as last year. Give me uh, everybody right. Yeah. yeah, it's all well and good. Everything's yeah. great. And, no, you were elected for for situations like this. Yeah. yeah. We we spoke and about this. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We were spoke we spoke about this earlier. While okay, while I get it, some people are putting extra time. I do not. I do. I am not. A, I am not against people being compensated for what they're for 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 mm. putting in that extra time. I just think the timing of this was probably the worst. Yeah. That, that could have been. It could have yeah. been worse. Honestly, they they could have the, the smart thing, and it's interesting because the moment they announced it, I'm like, why wouldn't they just announce this at the end of the year and kind of say, well, it's going to be retroactive because of all the hours that yeah. were put in after the fact. No one would argue that at no. that point, especially like, if between now and, and December, done. shit got done. Hundred percent, it would be completely justified. It would, would be, be like, look at all the hard work they did. Yeah, yeah. not what it, the hell hard that work are you going to do? That would have moved without any any uh, issue no. had this been done in the end of the year. I've you never, were, you said it. You, they were elected for stuff like this, yeah. and they're elected to follow what we want, not yeah. what they think we want. Yeah. And to not, me, all every time I confront Keith, and Keith gets very pissed off when he gets criticized, and he'll sit there and fucking try to, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll oh, deflect, yeah. deflect, and then he'll fucking stop me at the ball game and then say, "Look me in the eye and say this, that, and the other thing." And I fucking looked in the eye and said, "It was a dumb fucking move, <laughs> especially when you had the out that Tyron gave you, and you still didn't." Well, I accepted it from my council colleagues. I said, "That's not good enough. You no. should have denied it because also, that's what the people I don't want." Get, yeah, I don't sit. I, 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 this is the the raises I've I I, I just was flabbergasted because I'm sitting there I'm like how can anybody especially any of those seven yeah. sit there and think yeah this is a good idea exactly I'll, I'm gonna vote for this yeah yeah, yeah. and I get it no, you, this is good you guys are members of the community too and you're going you're going through stuff some of them lost their houses yes I and I completely em- uh, empathize with that yeah. But come on, yep. like come on! Anyway. It's not like okay. I'm gonna go back to work and be like, "Hey, listen, like I was, uh, yeah. you know, uh, there, all this stuff happened. I think I should get money in advance." So, okay, for it. the <laughs> day. So, just to give you guys a little bit of insight, you can cut this out if you want. The day that this happened, I was looking at um, how much money Nirvana was making, mm-hmm. and I was worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm like. Looking at the, looking at the, come spend money, people. <laughs> like, looking, I'm like, looking, I'm looking at the, the daily sales and I'm like, man, like, this is rough. This is rough. And I'm yeah. like, I know the other small businesses are feeling this too. Oh, yeah. Cause I've been talking to other small business owners yep. and I'm like, 
this is scary stuff, man. Yep. Like, people aren't buying stuff. No, people They're are, throwing out stuff yeah, that they didn't yeah. care about for a month. Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> you know? And I'm, like, looking at it, and I'm like, man, I like, I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. And then the next thing on the news was the councillors are giving themselves an extra $150,000 yeah. oh. a year. Kicking and I'm the like, teeth, right? better come fucking spend it at my store. Well, that's <laughs> like, it. Yeah. Like, seriously. So. Seriously. Could not believe it. The, my other problem with this is, is that at least two of the, the councillors on the, on the wildfire committee, the new full-time councillors, at least two of them were the most vocal people uh, in, in, you know, wondering how tax dollars are being spent when it comes to municipal staffing. <laughs> right so now i want to know because they're now uh, making full-time money right yeah. i want to i want to see timesheets man i want to yep. see timesheets too yep. i want to see timesheets yeah if you're if you're getting paid like a full-time counselor I you better you. be there you better all be. and the work time. and if like you feel and, and in all honesty if any of them feel that this is too critical and we're asking too much no. of you you are a servant of yep. the people. You mm. sit in that you seat have taken the because pay i mean not to sound like a dick about it but we're your bosses Yes. No, it's like true. our our taxes pay your paycheck. No, oh, it's, man. It's, and, and, and for and for them and, and for for a counselor to have thin skin about this and be like, oh, how could you do this? It's like, like would you do that to your boss? Yeah. Like you are like don't run for office if you if you don't feel you can be accountable to people. And yeah. I've been even if they're yeah. being irrational. Sometimes people's bosses are dicks. Yeah. Yeah. You have to deal yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. And especially at this yeah. time or where quit. everyone said <laughs> that. Like, yeah, or quit. Everyone yeah. keeps saying that you, people should get compensated for the work. And as much as I agree with that, being an elected official is not a regular nine to five job or a union gig. Yeah, right. You are elected to lead a bunch of people. That's I, I, that's everyone kept asking me before. Like, oh, are you going to run for council? Are you going to run for council? My answer has always been no. I don't think you could run for council. I think I can give it like a shot. no. I I think you'd be elected. Oh, but I but I no. feel that I, yeah. I just feel like you the you're you're not a person that. That would be a good voice for the people because you'd probably be like, "You're a fucking idiot." Yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah. and like the whole point is, and like you have the Todsky agenda. Like we've talked, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I know that I think that you would do a good job, but also like, like you've got your little man and he comes first. And that's what and I was going to say. I will, that. I would never run for council because I will put Kingston ahead of everyone yeah. in this city in a fucking heartbeat, <laughs> in a heartbeat. Yeah. And a counselor can't do that. I will yeah. drive down an emergency road. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's why I'll never run because I will always put my family before this community. And at least, you and know that's that. a problem yeah. because to me, in a in a crisis, when you said, "Oh well, I work so many," and you have your wife going on fucking Facebook and starting to say, "Well, my husband can't sleep," and this and that and the other thing. Welcome to being a fucking counselor. This is what you signed up for. If you signed up for a regular job, you're not in this. For I, used the right to, I used to have people tell me that all the time about radio. What's that? When people would criticize my show yeah. or do this or do that, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Look, man, I'm just trying to do my job." Yeah. People yeah. Be like, "Well, that's the job you signed up for, man. You're in the public eye now." Yep. People can people can call you a fat ass on Twitter. That's what you signed and, up and for. And they're not wrong. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Poor timing. No, the, no, no. About about expressing their opinions yeah, yeah. because yeah. you you have a public. Like, yeah. You're the public. Yeah. <laughs> they're not wrong. You are a giant fat ass. You pause. You pause. But it's so funny because because sometimes when I'm talking, I pause a lot when I'm yeah. talking, and I'll be oh. like blah 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 blah, and that's half of my point. And yeah. then Tito will be like. 
blah, blah. And I'm like, shut up, DJ. <laughs> no, but like the thing yeah. is, that's what happens. Like, yeah, uh, I like, can argue that a DJ didn't sign up for that job, but elected like, official yeah. did sign and, up to serve the community. And I mean, uh, like, I mean, uh, I, I still sit on the Arts Council. I'm accountable for film here, mm-hmm. like, uh, with for the film community. It's interesting because one, a good friend of mine, Kelton, was actually recently, he said, he's like, he's like, what is the Arts Council even doing right now? And I kind of explained to him, like, well, there's this thing going on with the fire. <laughs> like, yeah. there's really not a lot, but I told him the film festival's coming. And he's like, yeah, but they're not really, like, doing anything. I'm like, didn't we give you, like, money last yeah. year or something? Yeah. But we were back and forth, but I basically told him, I'm like, hey, listen, man, like, next year I think my term is up. Like, you should run if you're feeling so passionate about it. And that's the reason it, right? why I left. I, mean, I probably yeah. left way too way too late than what I already came to this conclusion. But, I, like, I'm not giving the attention it needs because yeah. I, I put my family first, yeah. right? So. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we can go on forever about the council. Oh but yeah, oh, my whole final so point. Should, my yeah, whole final point was they wrap had it the up ab- before I get fired. They had the ability <laughs> to unify the city and actually make this good. And your I name's think they, John, right? They, they, yeah, they missed the point greatly. So yeah, um, yeah, uh, that was very helpful, guys. Therapy, mm-hmm. uh, group therapy. Reminded us like therapy. Local. We should do it every week. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> like I said, fifth times the charm. So we're on the fifth reboot yeah. of the Wyman podcast. So. Uh, hopefully, I pretty much took out every other commitment I had, so hopefully, I'd be able to commit to this thing. But yeah, yeah I'd like that. That'd be oh, really by nice. the way, I'm gone all of August. So <laughs> 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 we'll see. You the we'll reboot is back in like September, right? Yeah. So yeah. okay, so to wrap it up, hold your councillors accountable. Mm-hmm. Shop local. Mm-hmm. Talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Don't be a dick. And, That's nice. Yeah. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you, everyone that donated mm-hmm. to the Red you. Cross. Thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you. And yeah. Oh, and thanks to all of those cool responder people who yes. Like, yes. did that whole thing. The guys thing. that never have to buy, guys and girls that will never have to buy another beer in their life in no. this town. Damn, Damn straight. Or guess. Or Or, or uh, thanks, yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks to the guy that bought my lunch the other day because, like, Satara was there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks New for buying Zealand my sandwich. All right. So for <laughs> this for my episode of the YMM <laughs> podcast, I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. I'm Nolan. I'm Ash. We'll see you next set. Man Entertainment Production in association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find out more at ymmpodcast.com. <laughs>